Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Round the Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Vern Mickelson, Bobby Wanzer, Joey Devine, Max Soflowski, Maurice Stokes, Sean Keen, Joe Folks. Special guest, Corbin A. Smith. Patreons, Sean O'Shea. Thank you, Sean. Eric Wolo. Thank you, Eric. Alex Toledo. Holy Toledo, thanks. Musical guest, the Mandrell Sisters. And now, an even more temporary host of the Round Ball Rock Podcast, Sean Keen! Hi! It's me, Sean Keen, temporarily hosting the podcast. Uh, Joey is away right now, but we had to talk about the NBA, so we brought in our good friend. He is... A writer for the Daily Beast, Willamette Week, Vice Sports, he's a bird watcher, he loves crows, he's a chocolate chip cookie reviewer, and he hosts the Turtle Pond Hangout podcast. Please welcome Corbin A. Smith. Hi, Sean. Hey, how's it going? Well, not so good. I um, I had to throw a pie in my girlfriend's face because she told everybody I eat pussy. Yeah, yeah I mean, that happens, dude. Yeah, 
You're not known to talk about that either no. in public. So no. have well, you... I don't want I don't want people thinking I'm a homosexual. How's it? Yeah, I mean, if you eat if you eat pussy, you'll you'll put anything in your mouth, basically, yeah. right? That's the. Yeah. Um, oh, jeez, uh, I I have to tell you something. My my mom found out that I'm seeing a therapist. Oh, yeah. fuck. Oh, she's no. Gonna, she's going to kill me. She's going to oh, hire someone no. to kill me. Because, well, because you know why. Because you're talking about her in there. That's true. That's true. I'm blaming, I do blame her for everything. I just started watching this. We're, we're doing Sopranos. <laughs> okay. jokes, uh, I just started watching this show. I'm kind of stuck on an episode right now. I'm almost thinking about just skipping through it and just going to the next one. What what episode are you on? The one about uh about uh the the uh the the black gangster fella trying to get the music right. Massive Genius. Yeah. I love I love Massive Genius. All right, I'll take your I'll take your word for it. I guess it's but, um. um it's not it's not super crucial for plot reasons. I will say that. Okay. But yeah, I was just I don't know, I'm just a little like, all right, okay. Uh but um yeah, I don't know, it's really good. His mom is incredible like Oh yeah. What, like what a character. So Holy I've shit. I've also been rewatching with my dad cuz he always wants to rewatch the Sopranos. That's a nice thing to bond for. And I've seen it before. I don't think I realized how funny his mom was when I first oh said it. It's like I mean, it is just an incredible performance. Uh they were like, ta- they were talking to Vera Farmiga. Uh-huh. She plays his mom in the movie that I have and she you know, she's trying to do actor stuff, trying to like get into the character and she's like, you know, I know that this this lady's kind of based on your mom. Like, what were there any incidents that you think made her that way? And Chase is just like, nah, it's just how she acted. <laughs> and so she was like, okay. <laughs> it's like, hey, you don't, you don't really want to share about this one. Uh... No, yeah, uh, yeah. She's it's a Vera Farmiga. I would say is uh, one of the one of the best parts of that. Uh, severely misguided Sopranos film, which very unsurprisingly was like uh, a backdoor pilot for a streaming series, which clearly was the plan the whole time. Well, cool. <laughs> so, you know, it's going to be terrible. Um, <laughs> I love streaming series. <laughs> the, mov- the movie is uh, not good. <laughs> Squid Game, love it. Uh, what are other oh, streaming yeah. series? Loki. Loki, oh. I, I actually haven't haven't seen Loki. Woke. Oh, how about Falcon and the Winter Soldier? When you were like, what happens when a superhero needs to finance a fishing boat? Oh my God, Sean, <laughs> there wasn't enough about the fishing boat. <laughs> <laughs> like they're fighting these they're fighting these ecological terrorists, and I'm just like, bring the boat. Back. What's happening? And then what's happening with the boat? I love. I do, like, I do like when his cover gets blown because his sister calls about the fucking boat. That's that's amazing. That, like turn your phone off. Oh, the so boat's bad. gonna take care of itself. Oh my god. Honestly, that I look. I you know I wouldn't say I was crazy about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. 
You know, that's not true. I thought the Winter Soldier parts are good, and the Falcon parts were deeply uninteresting. The, yeah, well, I, I've i got a spoiler for you about Anthony Mackie in everything. Oh, that's it's a little fair. disappointing. Um, but um, but the but the scene where they're in the bar, and and Anthony Mackie is posing as this random supervillain guy, and they're like the usual, and he goes, yeah, the usual, and then they take a snake out of a cage and pour <laughs> its venom into a shot glass. That's funny. That's a that that's part's a really funny. good show. Yeah, that part's no, no, funny. no, that part's funny. I just I could not believe. Uh, yeah, the scene where. The superhero gets denied a bank loan. I was like, what, what show Weird. are we making Weird. here? This guy, this also, I mean, look, this guy just beat Thanos. <laughs> right. And everyone's like, well, you know, the economy's. I, I have to say, I really think that just canonically going with the Thanos snap is such peril. For extended storytelling in this universe, I think it's. I kind of think it's tight. I will. You know what? They should do a whole show, just this whole six episode show. That's just an anthology series about the ways that the Thanos snap getting undone fucked up everybody's life. Oh yeah, like just like just like yeah, I got remarried. Okay. (laughs) Well, and like what was happening during the snap? Like you know. There were some spouses who like rematerialized in a bedroom while their old partner was making love to someone else. And the the honey, I'm back. Ah! Rematerializes in a house where, yeah. Well, also, okay. So you know what? You know what else you know? You know that one person did that. And, like, they all realized what was happening, uh-huh. but then, like, it was just a moment where something clicked for them sexually. <laughs> right. And, like... And now they're in a triad, and it's beautiful. Well, and it, it also has to involve, like, escalating levels of surprise to get that high again. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, that's the that's the origin of the next big Marvel supervillain, is somebody who's trying to recreate that on an even bigger scale so that they yeah. can get off. <laughs> Oh my god. I I also think okay, so we're assuming the snaps still took place in America, right? How many how many homicides happened? Well the first snap as a takes result place in Wakanda. That? Yes, okay. I guess the reverse snap is in New Jersey. Yeah, I get so but but I just think in America people appear in your home. Like, how many loved ones are shot by residential gun violence without a snap? God damn it. How did this guy get to my... Well, he used to own your house. He's actually... He's your son. I would watch watch three hours at least about people (laughs) trying to negotiate a sort of home re-ownership. Anyway, sorry. I know that every time I'm on a podcast, Marvel talk. No, but I I have wanted to talk about uh, the repercussions of the snap that no one's really talking about. yeah, like crimes. How many people do you think like went to jail for like a snap murder? Wait, what? <laughs> well, I'm just I'm just saying. A, there were some people like after the snap happened where the cops were like, ah, we we know half the people left, but we still think we still think you killed your wife. Like there's a there's a oh, there's okay, a pattern okay. of abuse. 
Or also, like, someone getting away with murder for that reason. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they were like, yeah, because the snap happens. They just shot their wife. They're like, holy fuck. And the body's gone? <laughs> yeah, holy shit. If I, bar- I, if I bury this body really quickly. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, she said there was a snap. Also, I just, I just cut oh, myself my shaving. Oh, <laughs> the snap. The snap is probably, would lead to a, a purge, I would say. A purge type situation, right? There would also have to be some airplanes that crashed. I mean, oh, I don't know, so maybe many. Thanos was, maybe Thanos was smart and every airplane was left with a co-pilot. Yeah, he was like, ah, uh, that's, that's, you know, I don't, he's just thinking about like, Oh my God! What would what would airport security be like if I if I snap away an entire crew? Gotta leave one. I you know well I also I mean at the end of um, Infinity War we do see a helicopter crash into a building. Is there <laughs> so, anyway? Oh yeah, that's right. Wow. Okay, we gotta. Maybe that's uh, okay. I'm not I'm not gonna get into that. I yeah. I was gonna start talking about 9/11. I decided you know what. This isn't the time. Yeah. Um, but Corbin, we are so let hold, let me do some business. Oh, sorry, uh, we we do, we do this show. You can follow us on Twitter at Round Rock Pod, Patreon dot com slash Round Rock Pod. You can uh, get extra episodes with just a three dollar a month. Uh, subscription you can get into the round ball rock patreon now featuring a uh, very animated discussion of the round ball rock fantasy basketball league it's the first fantasy basketball league i've been in since i was in with uh a league based entirely in africa with one of our listeners shout out to purity in serbia uh i don't know where round ball rock la- uh, ranks on the popularity, not in the top 100 in Serbia anymore, unfortunately. Oh, I'm so sorry uh, to hear that. Yeah, it's, you know. Um, and we've got some Patreons coming up. Uh, we are going to have a Patreon where, uh, you know, did you hear about what Carl Anthony Towns watches to psych himself up, Corbin? He claims <laughs> oh, he watches... Oh, uh, uh, videos of gorillas fighting. Yeah, so we've got someone who's going to... Uh, review some gorilla fights for us on the patreon and also uh my long-awaited uh the billy crystal's jazz man is going to comment on uh the clippers uh 2020 2021 season so that should be exciting uh thank you thank you to billy crystal a uh, friend of the show clipper super fan and uh power listener he he actually is a patron at the ten dollar a month level so that's mm-hmm. that's pretty good gets that when you when you call billy crystal it's me going leave a message he loves it he's really yeah he doesn't have any he he doesn't have a lot of access to impressionists in his line of work also he could have just gotten don pardo to do it i mean he's we we have the ghost of don pardo oh yeah oh yeah i forgot i forgot pardo has passed mr pardo passed on yeah he had a pretty good only leaves only his son jimmy Jimmy. the shooter the you know they and he you know he's been doing his entertainment career in hopes of getting close enough to the people who killed his dad so yeah. that's 
Never, it, I mean, it's you ever, Sean, he's never not dedicated to murder. You're a stand-up comic. You ever, you ever do a weekend with the shooter? Um, you know, I haven't really done shows with him, but I interviewed him about ten years ago. Mm-hmm. It's delightful. He's a great dude. He's the best. Um, yeah, he, we, we were handicapping fights that he could get into with other uh, oh. shorter comedians. Not that I'm tall, but uh, no, no, no. JP, sure. JP is like five four. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's great. Well, this has been Pardo Talk. Pardo Talk. We love it. Uh, Corbin, you know what time it is. Let's go to the news. Basketball rock news. Basketball news for humans and robots. Trust the process. Wow, I've listened to your show a lot. That's that's a good that's a good we don't even need the drop now. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um Okay, uh the Charlotte Hornets are three and O Corbin, and this is the first time in their franchise history that has yeah. happened. Hell yeah! Feels like a sad stat a little bit. Does that include Does that include the other incarnation of the Hornets, or just the Bobcats? I don't think it does because they're okay. doing that weird. Uh, I I hate that that sports teams do this. The Charlotte Hornets have the history of the like 1988 Charlotte Hornets. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not the New Orleans portion of the franchise with the exact same people, ownership, and staff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the same thing happens with the Cleveland Browns in the NFL. So, wait, the, Brown, the Browns have the pre-Ravens history, but not the... Yes. Now, granted, that kind of just happened for real in the NBA, though, when the, uh, the, the, buff, the Braves... Slash Clippers and the Celtics mm-hmm. uh, traded franchises. Wait, what? Well, when did that happen? Uh, like '78, I think. What? Yeah, it's it's weird because you could actually argue that um, Larry Bird is actually yeah they swapped ownerships in '78. Yeah. Wait, did all the wait did all the members of the team switch? Well, they yeah, I mean basically. One guy, the guy who owned the Celtics, traded the Celtics for the Buffalo Braves and then moved the Buffalo Braves to San Diego. And I think he wanted to, I don't know if he just lived there or something like that. Um, I don't okay. know why he chose to move them to San Diego. I, I mean, I where would you rather be in San Diego or Buffalo? No, I mean, I love San Diego. It's just... Um, I don't know why this. Well, oh, was, oh, it's because he was. Well, it's he's a movie like guy. San Diego kid. He's like Kawhi Leonard, where he uh, did a lot of his work in Los Angeles, but chose to reside in San Diego. Hmm. Um, yeah, so they they traded franchises. So technically, uh, I would say Bill Russell is the greatest player in Clippers history. Larry Bird is still a Celtic though, so those those fans yeah. won't freak out completely. Yeah, don't yeah, don't worry. Uh Boston, Massachusetts. Um how far away is San Diego from Los Angeles? Uh two to three hours. I mean it depends on the traffic. It is not that far geographically, but uh But two to th- I mean that's a while. Yes, it's well it's very weird that Kawhi lives I mean, I'm sure Kawhi has a 
condo or a house or whatever in L.A. But right. uh, his primary residence is definitely not that close. Hmm. Yeah, two two hours is probably the best case. That's that like threat. that's like from here to Tacoma. Yeah, that's pretty far. That'd I mean, be like if I lived in Tacoma and I came down here to do podcasts. To do podcasts. <laughs> That would kind of be awesome. Um, yeah, so it'd be funny. It'd be funny if Kawhi only takes the bus to get to San Diego. That would be so cool. He's like, I saw what happened to Kobe, and uh, I care about the Earth. Yeah. Just a regular bus too. He doesn't talk to anybody. Yeah. Well, a Greyhound. He's got money. He he, he probably would spring for probably... like the premium reserved seat that's got like a table you can work at. Yeah. When he gets on the. The bus driver's like, Kawhi, hi. Yeah. And he's like, hey, Jeff. Hey. And then they, they make, like, really short, small talk. They're like, what's the traffic like? He's like, yeah, it's not great. It's, it's Southern uh, California. Like, good, thing I, good thing I brought a book. Yeah. <laughs> he's got, like, a James Patterson. Like, it's just... <laughs> I, I, lo- I would love it if he was reading those, like, uh, you know, a is for arson um, books. No, what? I can't remember the author. You know the the woman oh, who writes yeah, the yeah, alphabet yeah, yeah, mysteries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know what you uh, Sue Sue something. Sue Grafton. Yeah, Sue Grafton. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's it. yeah. And he's well, working his way through he, throughout the season. He used to be he used to be on those. He's Bosch guy now though. Ah, hell yeah, yeah. He's in the L.A. Look, now. The you Lincoln read Bosch lawyers, when the, you're in L.A. The Lincoln lawyers in this one. Uh, the Bosch verse has not caught up. To the pandemic yet, but uh, weren't you, wait, weren't you, wait, weren't you saying that Bosch mentions it in the recent uh, book? The, well, the last Lincoln Lawyer book, okay. I believe, ends with the first day of lockdown. Okay. The Lincoln Lawyer books tend to be a little more um, timely. I mean, <laughs> I don't know because they came out over a long time, and I read them like back to back, but. Uh, you know, one of them happened. One of them takes place after the housing crisis, and somehow the Lincoln lawyer's job has shifted from, you know, like homicide defenses to um, helping people whose homes got foreclosed. Hell yeah! In two thousand nine, because he's a good guy. That's why he's a good guy. But you know, he's got he's got he's got, he's got a little bit of a ra- of the rascal in him. He's got well, you know, does a lot of stunts in court. Ugh, this they, fucking uh, guy. They they sort of stopped pretending they could make the Lincolns uh, an integral part of the story pretty early too. Wait, like Abraham Lincoln? Oh no, he is a Lincoln. He's the Lincoln lawyer because he does his business in the back of a Lincoln town car. Oh okay. And he he owns like three, and so because he's got to he's got to be going around L.A. He's got you know the courthouse. And he lives mm-hmm. in the valley, and mm-hmm. he's uh, well, he lives in the hills, but uh, yeah. And so someone has to drive him around, and he's doing business in the back of the Lincoln, and that is a great device for one book. And then they're like, oh, "This is really limiting us. We gotta <laughs> so many scenes in the Lincoln. Goddamn, they've crashed the Lincoln before. Oh no! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, the Lincoln lawyer takes a surprising amount of physical damage in these books for a guy who is again primarily a a attorney mm-hmm. you know 
He's like getting beat up. He's in car accidents. He's been shot, I think. Oh my god. But he's not. He's not like a brawler or anything, too. It's it's always like he's not people the, he's, beat. He's not the thunder lawyer. No, pe- <laughs> yeah, people people attack him. He'd be safer in the Lincoln, but hear me out. Get, they always one. get him like in the parking garage. Okay. Hear me out on this one. New legal thriller series. He's a lawyer and he's also a mixed martial artist. Yeah, this is this is you should you should uh, pitch this to to Damon Agnos from Mouse House Books. Okay. Right away. All right, I'll get on that. So, congrats to Charlotte, three yeah. and zero for the first time in franchise history. Yeah, good for them. Um, I didn't really have much more to say except uh, you know, it's it's nice they have Lonzo Ball. One thing that's weird is uh, I understand that the Golden State Warriors, the team I support. Uh, mm-hmm. Absolutely should have picked uh, L- Lamella Ball, but I feel like the idea that the Warriors need to be like fans should be just full of regret at watching him is kind of like, eh. yeah. I mean i i get I get the idea that Portland should feel bad for not drafting Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. but here it's kind of like. Like, am I really gonna be rueful about that? Also, it's the draft. Yeah. Like you, so you usually make a mistake picking second in the draft. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, we all know Corbin's theories about the draft. It's all a bunch of horse shit. You shouldn't, you shouldn't get mad at your team for not doing something in it because they didn't know because nobody knows anything. Yeah, but the idea that I should be watching the Charlotte Hornets and just being like, oh, what, if, what if he was next to Steph Curry? Yeah. Uh, I don't really like that it would be kind of a weird fit <laughs> right right it's like uh-huh. like oh why didn't they pick him it's like well there were kind of some obvious reasons why they wouldn't have i will say the blazers you know they probably should have drafted michael jordan you know just because he did end up becoming the best basketball player who ever lived yeah yeah but even then i don't know you didn't know that was gonna happen right um yeah all right let's move on to in that um, interview in that interview when he was just like I think I could beat up Clyde Drexler for 10 minutes. That was probably weird. Yeah, that, that like, I mean, I guess, I guess he, I guess Michael Jordan seems like he clearly thought about it and used it as uh, motivation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah his, his attitude towards Clyde Drexler doesn't really make any sense otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, that he just seemingly loathed him. But then liked him fine as a person. I mean, that's Michael Jordan's approach to almost everybody. Yeah, probably, in... probably like marriage, yeah. child rearing, <laughs> like appliance shopping. I love, I love. No, not what's who's his new wife? Uh oh, her name is not. I, I, I don't know. I love she's my wife Cuban. who's. A, I love my wife who's a Cuban lady, but she's kicking my ass and parroting right now. That 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 dickhead. Yeah, he's like that. You know what that means? I just got to get to the golf course earlier. <laughs> uh, God bless you, Michael Jordan. Yeah. No. Um, all right. Our next story: James Harden has only shot nine free throws in the Nets' three games. Uh, now, now, coach Brooklyn coach and uh, basketball court model Steve Nash says the refs are unfairly targeting him because he is the poster child for the new rules about exaggerating contact and not jumping into defenders and flopping and kind of making an ass of yourself. 
And then Nash says that the refs are hyper aware that everyone says these rules are countered to stop James Harden from flopping, and so they don't give him any calls. Corbin, you know what Kevin Durant said? <laughs> Kevin Durant, yes, I do, because you put it in the rundown. I did put it in the rundown. You want to read Kevin it? Durant said, I don't think rule changes are affecting anyone's game, to be honest. God bless you, Kevin. God, he's the best. He's the best. Like, <laughs> this calculated PR campaign, like, Nash knows he's like, this is a part of a season-long effort to work the refs, and KD's yeah. like, no. I just, yeah, KD's just like, I don't care. I don't care. I, I, I have better things. I am an adult, and I have better things to care about than this. Thank you. Yeah, they probably, they probably are not giving hard credit because they, yeah, they rightfully really made him. Fouls. Yeah, and I mean this, this rule is, I mean you, you could say that this rule is kind of specifically going after James Harden. Uh, yeah, or, yeah. I mean, it's kind of. I think it goes after other guards too. Yeah, yeah. You know, just like li- li- you know, right? You know, Lillard and the two, and basically anybody who's just constantly drawing fouls outside the yeah. three-point line. Do you do you think this means Harden's not going to really be quite as good? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I think he'll yeah. adjust. He's very good. Like he, you know, there's a lot of. You know, I think that people are a little too you know, high on the idea that uh, he's only good because he's uh, grifty. But, you know, he's very good for other reasons. He's very strong. He's very – well, I think he'll adjust. But I – but I, you know, it's probably going to take him a minute. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, he – yeah. he Well, he was doing it because it was a lot of free throws, you know. Yeah. Like he was he was correct in, in doing that in terms of like uh, – getting points and helping his team win. So yeah, yeah I think he'll, he'll probably adjust a little bit. Um, all right. One more story. We're sorry. And, sorry. Sorry. I couldn't give anybody a hotter, more heat on that one. Um, okay. One more, one more news story. Anti-vaxxers rioted for Kyrie and oh, the Nets oh, home oh, opener. Oh, oh. Anti-vax, anti-vax, anti-vax. Yeah. They, they were saying, let Kyrie play. And I think a lot of the, stadium employees who were subject to this were like ah, it's it's not really on us guys uh it's not even really on the nets no it's on new york state yeah yeah who and uh you know did the right thing i anyway i would say it's not clear how many people were actually there it looks like kind of like like the picture on the story Shows a bunch of people who have these stand with Kyrie signs. So clearly it's uh, a bit astroturfed um, because they all have the exact same printed out sign. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's also their home opener. So they were also they were also chanting right to work, right to work. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. And like, let's bomb China. Let's bomb. That was weird, too. Um, Oh, yeah. Very strange. So, free, free Hong Kong. Free yeah. Hong Kong. <laughs> Apparently there were dozens of supporters outside the arena and hundreds marching. And that is a weird place to march. Um, and then some people jumped barricades and they had to briefly shut their doors. And then apparently they just opened them again. Yeah, you know, hey, here's my opinion about anti-vaxxers. Cut it out. Damn right. 
cut it out. I was reading an article in the Times yesterday. I don't know if you've heard of this newspaper. And uh, it was just about people who got fired because they wouldn't get vaccinated. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. And, One of my favorite subjects. Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, here, here's, a, here's a section of it. Uh, those who hold out uh, cite different reasons for their choice. Too new, too risky, pumped out too quickly. Too risky. Too risky is so befuddling to me. Like, do you see people dropping dead everywhere from that? Anyway, uh, some uh, said yeah. other side of religious faith. Uh, many citing what are they say are American values of independence refused in part because they object to being forced. That kind of seems like what Kyrie's doing. Yes. Um, Still, misinformation has been powerful and fear and doubt have hardened to obstinacy for many of the vaccine users. As Mrs. Valdez, who's a teacher who got fired because she didn't get vaccinated, as Miss Valdez packed up her classroom on her final day, October 4th, her students became distressed, she recalled. The kids, they were telling me not to leave, to just go get the vaccine, <laughs> said Miss Valdez, who has moved back in with her parents. Oh, I had to explain to them the government doesn't own my body. And it's just like... You Wait. are standing in a room full of fucking children who are like, who are just like all yelling, don't be an idiot. We love you. Keep don't, your job. Don't be, don't like, what are you doing? What, what, what age does she teach? Elementary schoolers. So, oh my God. So little children who little are Little children calling. are being like, think about this for five minutes. Here's another one. This summer, Mr. de Blasio, friend of the program, uh-huh. the, the Duncan mayor, um, introduced <laughs> – Oh, he loves In-N-Out or Shake Shack. Shake Shack is the one yeah, that he, he pretended you know that he had eaten a burger before. Whatever. I I got no problems with de Blasio. He's a he, – you know. Uh, he's a he's a cool guy, but the, the but every city is actually run by cops and real estate magnates. Yeah, I guess it doesn't really matter. He – yeah, can't do anything. It's Zia Jimenez, or Jimenez, who refused to get uh, vaccinated because she fears vaccines are not safe, lost her job cleaning gyms. Uh, she has struggled to find cleaning jobs because she's unvaccinated. Uh, her family relies on her daughter's father, whose workplace required him to be vaccinated. She's making plans to homeschool her preteen daughter, uh, she said, anticipating a possible future mandate for public school children, which will happen because that's fucking normal. Uh, all 50 states. Yeah, you are, you already have to get vaccinated for many things. To yeah, all 50 school. states already require certain vaccinations, such as for measles, mumps, and rubella. Ugh, rubella. You ever get rubella, bro? Fuck. I gotta say, I only know it as a vaccine. I don't, Ooh, I'm not even rubella, sure what the... Rubella will get you, bro. Oh, my <laughs> God. Uh, this month, California announced plans to require uh, COVID-19 vaccines for students. Eric Adams, New York's likely next mayor, has indicated plans to be the same. But she likes to be her, around her friends. It is so hard for her, uh, she said of her daughter. Am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the correct thing? No! No. no you clearly no. are! <laughs> <laughs> My uh, daughter really doesn't want me to do this. Yeah. But, you know, I... The last two were a guy who is like, no, I think vaccines work. I just object to the fact that they were made out of that they were made using fetal stem cells, which is ridiculous because a lot of things have been made out of fetal stem cells, including Benadryl. But I uh -huh. mean, what, whatever. That's just a lot. That's just a logic I don't subscribe to. And right. the last one said, well, because I'm breastfeeding, they always tell you you can't drink coffee or alcohol. 
And that doesn't, and look, and here's how I feel about that one. That doesn't scientifically make sense, but I uh -huh. guess in the abstract, I understand how you could come to that incorrect conclusion. Right. I can see how, well, also I can see how pregnancy can be very tenuous. You don't want to do anything that's risky at all. Yeah. Uh, that that makes a little more sense to me. But, I mean, all uh, these, all, frankly, all these lady comedians doing these specials while pregnant, it just makes me sick. That's, you're not taking pregnancy seriously enough. <laughs> If you're doing something as stressful as well, I mean the most stressful job there is. Yeah, stand up comedy. Stand up comedy. Bearing, oh. bearing your soul. The most important work there is too. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Corbin, not a lot of people have mentioned this or bring it up, but um, I'm I'm gonna say it on this podcast. It's finally time. Stand up saved my life. Oh my god. It did. Yeah. I will say this about stand-up comedians. Yes. They are the only adults who have other adult male friends. I don't think that's true at all. No, it's true. I know a lot of adults. Uh-huh. And they adult men. And the only ones who have friends I know are the ones who are stand-up comics. Where you just – where you, you have to go to a bar together because that's where you work. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's, it's kind of like it's hard to – because the work is so important, you're yeah. just exhausted when you're when your eight minutes of labor are up. Yeah, and oh, then you and have it, to oh. drink for two hours. And but and when you say labor, you mean giving birth. I mean that's what's happening. Giving birth to to the takes. To the funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I was uh, yeah. I mean I I I only really have like takes and rants yeah. and new rules mostly. But mm -hmm. that's that's just me because I'm a truth teller. Yeah, well, you do important comedy. Yeah, I talk about how sometimes I'm not really sure that God exists. Fuck. Yeah, no one's brought Fuck, that up in the world bro. of comedy in quite some Are there still guys out there doing atheism material? Of course there are. Ugh, oh boy. I mean, well, what's weird is... Uh, now, now, not that I'm going to defend uh, Ricky G., uh-huh but the Gerva the gervaniac the gervaniac it feels like in england and other countries that is a way more transgressive stance to take because you will you will see a lot of british comedians talking about it in a way where you realize like oh religion is sort of a different part of public life in this country where people are very religious but if you say you're an atheist, people's reaction is like, "Yeah, all right." Like, <laughs> no one's no one's like, wow, gasping. Seem, yeah, here in America, it's like, "Why wow, you seem pretty fucking obsessed with yourself?" Yeah, exactly. Like, why are you even telling me at all? I don't care. Yeah, and and there's this, and there's, I mean, okay, a this is this feels like a hacky early comedian thing to be like, "Oh, your your Bible has a logical fallacy in it." Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I also I also just think that it it's like so college freshmen coming home at Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, and that's it's yeah, a lot of things. That's also kind of Kyrie Irving's vibe, but he went to like a weird school where you you get like a rebus instead of a grade. 
Wait, I went to one of those. Yeah, well, I mean, look. I mean, hey, what the fuck? Well, I'm, I'm sure you were, like, insufferable when you were 18, as as was I. I was pretty insufferable. I don't think I was, like, super insufferable. I mean, I don't know. If anybody knew me when I was 18, hit me up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was, I, I was still, like, a nice person, I think, but I was very much like, Ooh, oh, was, yeah? I wasn't a nice person. What's that? I wasn't a nice person. I mean, I remain not, like, a particularly <laughs> nice person. So, you know. Yeah, all right, fair enough, fair enough. Oh, yeah, okay, so, oh, let's talk about, you're, you're back on the podcast, you're also back on Twitter. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. You were you were briefly suspended? How many days were you suspended? Ten or twelve or so, somewhere around there. It felt like a lot, but it really wasn't. <laughs> it felt like, it felt like a lot. Well, I just, I... I was oh, sort of oh, like my life was going so much slower when Corbin wasn't on Twitter <laughs> no, to it tweet just, his frankly fucking horrible tweets. Like well, I'm not like good at Twitter or anything. I guess I was just sort of invested in it because I was posting free big corbs a lot. Yeah, yeah. So I you. thought I guess I thought about it more. I miss yeah you know, I miss my group chats, but I'm not good yeah. at Twitter. That was a revelation I had when I was off. Was like. I don't do anything valuable on there. I'm not like, you know, people aren't, you know, I'm not like David Roth or something where I'm like yeah. a, a pithy wit or anything like that. Right. I have good qualities as a writer, but none of them are like pithiness or anything like that. I'm just, right. I just fart on my account. You're, then, you're a little bit of a, you, you like to, to poke the bear a little bit too. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I like to be rude. Like somebody the, uh, recently, the uh, last night posted like a thing about how they were fucking their girlfriend. Uh huh. And it was I don't know. It was just like what the fuck, you know? Don't do that. Why well, is this I, on Twitter? Yeah. And I replied with, "Hey, this is a social media website, not the penthouse forum." <laughs> That's a good tweet. It is, but like, it's mean. I mean, I just, you know. It's it is like, mean, yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's just like me, you know. Yeah, I really excel at Twitter when I act like a little jerk. It It's not the penthouse formula. You weren't wrong. No, it's not. This Don't, is not, the, it's look, not the place for look, that. I will say this, too. That in my last, you know, because I've been trying, I've been like trying really hard to use it less because it's like, right. you know, bad for you. Yeah, and, and and designed to be bad for you and make yeah, you happy. Yeah, yeah, and it like makes you like fucking stupid and stuff. Yeah. It also um, makes you dumb. That's correct. Yeah, um, but I uh, I have start I've started to feel two ways about it. Like one, don't like Corbin, don't use it. It's bad for you. And two, but anybody who's on there trying to be positive or happy is is a hack who should be immediately mistrusted. <laughs> And like this, this medium is only for your most negative and vicious thoughts and feelings. Uh huh. And if you post anything where you're like, check out my outfit, it's cute. It's just like, take that garbage over to Instagram. <laughs> That's Instagram bullshit. This is the fucking Thunderdome. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh huh. So you really missed it, is what you're saying? No, not really. <laughs> I don't know. I miss my group chats. I miss my pals, but yeah, you know, I've I've pro I've texted with you more in the past week yeah, it's than nice. probably we have. Yeah, it's, 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 it's like it. Yeah, um, like I send you pictures of my balls, and I write, "Is are these look okay?" And, and we're like, "Too big, too big." 
Yeah, I love getting my yeah doing a tubing. Still the most amazing story. I feel like people still didn't talk about that enough, Corbin. <laughs> he just. I think the thing about it is that I believe that he didn't mean to leave his camera on. Oh yes, yes. But I, also, like he was just like, oh my god, I can't wait for this meeting to be over. I'm and then so they're horny. like. Ten- and then they're like 10 minute recess and he's like that's enough (laughs) (gasps) two could get this out seven uh i watched cnn the cnn return appearance of his hell yeah it was so good it was so good because tuba was just like look i look i gotta do that like yeah and so one of his colleagues had to just be like uh well we gotta ask you (laughs) quite a few questions about this And he was like, yeah, well, okay. I gotta be on TV. I'm in Whatever for, it uh, takes. I guess I'm in for it. Uh, fire away. So I love jerking off. <laughs> Who among us? Yeah. Um, so you, you have been watching the NBA a little bit more. Yeah, I back. did. I don't know what the fuck happened. Because I kind of stopped last year. I think yeah. at least in part last year, the season was just so fucking depressing. Yeah, it was it was weird. There wasn't once again there was not a lot of downtime at the end of the season. You know, we get like a six week shorter break or something. Yeah. But you're you're loving it, right? Yeah, I'm like, you know, it's good. It's fun. Yeah, I did a few things. Yeah, one thing is that I think the NBA is just a little less depressing this year because last year was like a fucking nightmare. Yeah, it was, it was not. It was like um, a. I just gave up the Blazers. I don't watch them. I'm done. Oh wow! I'm done until the team changes. So you're like, you're like league pass whoever. Yes, but I I'm just not watching the Blazers. I don't fucking care. Like they've just been like this team is just the same fucking team they've been hauling out there for a while now. Nothing changes. Like their bench sucks. Uh. Watching Lillard pull games out of his ass has kind of lost a little bit of the magic. Right, because you're like, why? Do, why does this have to be the way? Yeah, because yeah, the why does this? Ha- like, why do they have to fucking play like this every fucking time? It's crazy that CJ and Dame have been together on this team for so long. Yeah, given the fact that they clearly don't fit together. Yeah, and just have a ceiling, oh and it's God. just, yeah. it's very weird. And and again, nothing against either of those. Guys, even though Lil, well, we'll all have mild. Yeah, well, I'll have something to say, to about say Dave against Lillard. And but um, but 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 CJ, I think, is actually maybe a little underrated. No, oh. I agree. I, you know, I I think that a lot of people. I look. I think that Simmons for CJ is kind of a no-brainer for both teams because I think that CJ has basically been playing out of role his entire career, and yeah. if he went to Philly, he would have an opportunity to. He could just uh, be like a point guard. He could yeah. guard people the same size as him. Yes, to uh, be like a ball handling guard instead of a, you know, instead yeah. of like this weird middle range fucking too small shooting guard. Yeah. God, they just don't have any wing. Like Harrison Barnes, like lit them up on the first night of the season. What was crazy is Harrison because Barnes... they just don't have anybody who can guard a big wing. Even with Barnes playing like power forward some of that game, it was still like the Blazers still don't have anyone big enough. No. Like every guy is small except yeah. Nurkic. Except Nurk. Yeah. Yeah. And, and 
Neil, I mean, Neil, Neil, I really do think Neil's the worst GM in the league right now. <laughs> I wish I had something more sophisticated to say about it, but like he looked around and said that like Norm Powell was the solution to all of our problems. Another ball handling guard. All right, dude. Yeah. Fuck. Who's, who's like a six, five small forward. Oh no. He's, playing, a, no he, he, he's six, three. He's six, oh, he's three. Six, three. Yeah. 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 So he, 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 he has long arms. I'll give him that, but he's not big enough or strong enough to play small forward. Yeah. Anyway. So I just got fucking sick of the blazers and that, and like, they annoyed me so much that I was like, look, if I want to watch basketball again, I just need to, you know, cut out this thing that annoys me. Yeah, that's great. So, yeah, I've been watching a lot of League Pass shit. Oh, it's been fun, I guess. Basketball. It's back, baby. I haven't been watching League Pass, but I really miss the... I love the glances at the stadium stuff. Like the in arena <laughs> oh, yeah. stuff, what happens during it, timeouts. Yeah, it looks... Need... Oh, yeah. Mm. Mwah. I would I would love Josh Androsky has suggested this before that they have they devote one of their channels or options to just, just a to, just best a, of arena feed yeah an arena bullshit yeah, uh, yeah like all that, kiss cams and mascots was, and was, halftime shows I was watching the other day and I felt like Susan Sontag there for a second uh-huh. because they were doing <laughs> the they were doing the thing where they were showing people on the jumbotron and uh-huh. everybody was taking out their camera and taking a picture of themselves on the Jumbotron. They were taking a picture of themselves being photographed. Yeah. In a way. And I was just like, damn, that is fucking... Like, they were proving that somebody was proving... they Because, you know, in non-photography, what Sontag gets on is, like, because of photography now, like, there's a sense of unreality to anything that isn't photographed. Uh-huh. And, like, these... People, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. These people are photographing themselves being confirmed to exist. Oh, yeah. Well, like, they're I'm... existing the fact that somebody is confirming their existence. <laughs> well, you, it's, it's interesting because if you, if you were talking about, okay, if you see any, like, home movies with early camcorders, uh-huh. you know what the majority of the stuff you're, you get is? A um, husband fucking his wife. <laughs> Well, I guess I guess there's that. No, uh, people just waving to the camera. Yeah, for some crazy. reason, for for like ten years, that's what people did when they were on camera. They looked at the camera and they waved at it. And it's such a weird thing to do, uh, but it's really like a universal behavior. Um, and then it kind of stopped because people got. Well, I mean, once people had camera phones it would be yeah. practical to do that and, camera phones everybody everybody with their cell phones <laughs> what are we Jeez doing watch a movie enjoy on anything jeez louise <laughs> oh my god used to watch movies at the theater <laughs> the theater let's talk about the nba 75 list oh, 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 all right hold oh. on i'm gonna i'm gonna make a drop for this so The NBA's 75th anniversary team. I had a place in my heart for Dikembe Mutombo when I when I voted on this uh, because I think he represents not only what he did on the floor. So many of the best players in NBA history getting their flowers. Is Clay Thompson right? Should he have been on this team? Absolutely. He's the number one snub for me. It is a travesty. It is absolute blasphemy. 
And also, Damian Lillard is on the list. For the first time in going to the polls for 42 years, I hit the write-in button. And I voted for John Kasich. Corbin, mm-hmm. the NBA's 75th anniversary team came out. Now, now in the past, they have done this twice before. Well, I guess, I guess, okay. So they did an NBA 25 at the 25th anniversary they did, in it's 1971. True. It's a vague anniversary. I don't, I don't know if you could really count the Basketball Association of America, but the NBA does. So whatever, not for me to judge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in 1971. They had 25 nominees, but the list they came out with was just 10 guys mm-hmm. because they wanted it to be like who all was NBA it? teams. Do you who know was who was on the list? Yeah. Uh, it was Bob Pettit, Bill Russell. Hold on, let me let me just pull it up. Was Mike in on there? Mike in is definitely on the list. It's um eight of eight of those guys end up on this NBA 75 list. Mm-hmm. Let me let me give you the the team. I'm not going to give you the nominees. I'm going to give you the the team. Yeah, and yeah, at the I time did. there were only two all NBA teams, which made sense cuz there were like nine teams in the league. That's Actually, true. yeah. Uh, it was okay. a smaller league. Yeah, Honestly, so the fact that they were celebrating their own history was a little presumptuous. A little presumptuous. Okay. Yeah. Uh all these guys are named Bob, by the way. Um Hell yeah. at guard, you've got Bob Cousy and Bob Davies. You mm-hmm. also have uh, Bill Sharman of the Celtics and Sam Jones of the Celtics. Well, all right, okay. we get it. Our, your forwards are Bob Pettit, Dolph Shays, Paul Arizon, and Joe Folks. Was Shays on the NBA 75 list? Yeah. Okay. And then, well, I think he is. Maybe yeah, he's I not. Is, yeah. I, okay. yeah, I don't remember. I think, I think all these, yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 we, we'll, um, and then the centers are Bill Russell and George Mikan. And okay. so. Um, uh, Wilt snubbed. Well, they, you had to be, by the rules of this one, you had to be retired at the time. Oh. So okay. Wilt was still playing in 1971. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of a. Also, he was also still in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, for, for three or four more years. So, um, uh, you fucked a lot. That was the joke. The, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I, I'm yeah. dumb. Uh, so then they had a 35th anniversary team in 1980. <laughs> All right. Come on. It's really, yeah, seven times five. It's an important number. And uh, for that team, so the 35th anniversary team had. They allowed active players, but they only had – they also did it like an all-NBA team, kind of, mm-hmm. where they just had – it was only – how many guys were on this team? It was 11? I don't know why it's 11. That's weird. Mm-hmm. They selected Bill Russell as the greatest player, the 67 Sixers as the greatest team. Uh, the 35th anniversary team is – Did the 67 Sixers make it because they were just the only team that ever beat the Celtics? Right. Well, yeah, and I think they just well they had the best record. I think that's probably oh, that's the reason. Oh and yeah, then, they won uh, like sixty seven games, right? Yeah. Um. Okay. So here's your here's your team in in thirtieth anniversary team, still like an all NBA team, but they just they have more centers because mm-hmm. that's how basketball was. Uh, the guards are back when back when it was cool. Back yeah. when it was a cool sport. <laughs> so we have we have Bob Cousy. Oscar Robertson, Jerry West. Oh. 
you got your swingman John Havlicek. I mean, was he on a separate list that was for fucking losers, Jerry West? No, I think I think this is just the like, the thirty fifth lo- anniversary fucking too. Fucking losers, we like to hug because they're so sad. Uh, he had he had won a title at this point, and then we had uh, we had we had Elgin Baylor. You know what? It's that title doesn't fucking count because he didn't beat Russell. Well, I mean, he Russell retired years before. You no, you fucking heard me. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, doesn't count. He didn't beat Bill. Bill, it Bill joined the count. league like five years before him, right? I don't know. You fucking heard sure. me. I think, I'm not I taking think, it back. You think I'm fucking taking this back? Okay. Jerry West's title doesn't fucking count because he didn't was beat it, was Bill it, Russell. Was it not enough that I said that Bill Russell was named the greatest player on this list? Is that is that enough? No, I need, just like... Do you no, need me to no, actually give Bill, Bill Russell, Russell a rim job, It's about Corbin? Jerry West. The big fat loser, Jerry West. That's, I hope he's listening good. to this. You it's old a, loser. You old loser. That's a pretty good player, Bill Jackson Corbin. was cooler than you. Um... Anyway, uh, Jerry West is on this list. Your forwards are Elgin Baylor, Julius Irving, uh, Bob Pettit. Bob Pettit, who did beat Bill Russell. Yeah. And then your centers are Kareem, Wilt Chamberlain, George Mikan, and Bill Russell. So they... (laughs) They really kept Mikan around for a while. Yeah. And then in... Yeah, he deserves it. He was the best of that, really. Anyway. He won won, won many titles. He He was the Russell of his time. He was. Uh, it's Mr. Basketball. And the funniest thing that he ever did was lowballing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Hilarious. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Unbelievably un- funny. They had a check, a literal check for a million dollars for him yeah. to present. Kareem said, Every, all I re- just, I will take the best offer. I don't want to have a bidding war. And George Mikan decided, I'm going to hold off with this check. Because yeah. what a closer it would be. And also, um, he had already made the ABA have their league offices in Minneapolis because he had an insurance practice that he was doing while being the commissioner. God bless you. So I think this list is going to make a lot of sense because, okay, so NBA 75 has every single player that was on the NBA 50 list in 1996. Well, let's just say it probably shouldn't. So, right. Because, okay, so eight people from the 25th anniversary team made it to the 50 list. And then they actually added two people that could have been chosen to the NBA 50 list, Bob McAdoo and Dominique Wilkins. So what that means is that the NBA 50 list already had 42 people Essentially from 1965 to 1992, mm-hmm. basically, that's like the era. I mean, Shaq made it, but other than that, you basically had to have joined the league by, I don't know, 1988 to be on the NBA 50 list, aside mm-hmm. from Shaq. Um, and so there's 44 players from like 67 to 92 or whatever. So there's there's like one now it's it's a slightly larger span because you had to be retired by 1971 but let's just say in this 30 year period there are 44 players and so from 1996 to now 
they only have room for 24 additional players. Mm -hmm. And that just means that much like everything else in our society, this list is subject to the whim of baby boomers because of their population advantage over other generations. That being said, yeah, we are about to say that a bunch of people from the last 25 years shouldn't have made the list. So no, no, that's what that's what I'm saying. And the yeah. reason it's so weirdly overrepresented is like, you know, it's it's basically like an extra. There's an extra player from that era every two years, so you mm-hmm. you basically get five or six extra guys from the 60s, 70s, and 80s from this list, mm-hmm. and then. That that is why it feels like modern players are underrepresented because of some strange choices. So let's let's go through a oh, lot of these oh, dudes. Oh, 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 uh, oh, we're gonna break down the list. Break, break down, down the down list. The list. Um, we got a we got a rundown. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's start with Mello. Mello, who Mello just became the ninth all-time leading scorer. But at the same time, I I I'm I am struck by the idea that Mello is kind of not that great. Yeah, he a lot of years where his teams just sucked on ice, were just fucking dog shit. And and I think that if if you had like the broad broad reach that you would have had at the NBA 50, I think he's in. But, like, he led the league in scoring one time. Mm-hmm. It's impressive to lead the league in scoring. Don't get and me wrong. And that yeah. might have been a year. That was when he was on the Knicks, and they kind of stunk, right? Um, let me confirm that. Uh, no, he was on the Knicks, but they were good. They were okay. Yeah, I mean, they were, like, the three seed. That was, like, we but lost. That is that is a real exception in his career. Yeah, I um, think they lost to the Pacers. Yeah, they definitely lost to the Pacers. Yeah, now, he did make he made ten All Star teams. One of them, the last few are very questionable selections. Yeah, a whopping uh, one Conference Finals appearance. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He he did come in third in the MVP vote the year he won the scoring title. He was also sixth mm-hmm. another year. Also, then, he was playing in New York that year, so uh, was a little, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was New York, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I got to say, the next year, the Knicks won 37 games. Oh, my God. I think they made the Bargnani trade in that offseason, too. So, yeah, so he he would make the playoffs every year. They lost. The Nuggets lost in the first round the first five years. And then they went to the conference finals and lost 4-2. And then he – so he has won – three playoff series in his career. Also, it should be said, a, a notably inefficient score. Yeah. I mean, he's, I mean, he's look, good I, at... I will say this. Me and you are on this show. If Joey was on this show, I think that... Because me and you are, I think, a little more sort of ruthlessly, methodically numbers-based when we kind yeah, of think yeah, about yeah. this kind of right. stuff. And I think that Joey, you know, I'll, I'll do I'll do fake Joey. Ah, yeah, efficiency that's not that big a deal. Uh, um, no, we're Joey. Uh, I'll keep, I'll keep working on it. Um, but um, yeah, I, you know, uh, really inefficient. 
Scored a lot. Yeah. And if you're picking 45 guys from, you know, 1995 on, sure. But yeah. if you're limited to, like, 24, which they were, it's like... I mean, look, he's very popular with players, too. And, yeah. I mean, maybe they just really valued his Olympic performance. Where he's <laughs> it incredible. Seems That's not the NBA, but... Yeah. Uh, all right, let's let's keep going. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I think we're going to... You know what? We're going to go ahead and say, Mello, get out of here. You're gone. Okay. Uh, Bob Mackin... You made this list. <laughs> that was a was surprise. Basically, Carmelo... But uh, his peak was a lot shorter. Uh-huh. But and, a little bit higher. Yeah, and he was, and his late career was spent on some Lakers teams that won some titles that he was not all that important in. Uh, that, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we're, really weird extra inclusion. Inc- once again, though, great career in Italy. Yeah, great career in Italy, um... So three scoring titles. He did win an MVP award, but I have to say, I think he won that MVP award because people find found Rick Barry so loathsome. Well, yeah, that's true. Uh, they also they also unfairly didn't like Kareem. Oh, oh, oh NBA voters. Yeah. Well, yeah, but Kareem won like six MVPs. He did. Yeah, he's he's won like more. My bad. I look yeah. like a real fucking asshole right now. Uh, I I think in that specific situation, um, it's probably probably Rick Barry's award to yeah. lose. I gotta say, uh, as 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 painful as it is. Yeah. No. no nobody wants to admit it. Rick Barry was good at basketball. Ugh. Uh-huh. Fine. Fine. But by <laughs> uh, the way, yeah. you know who led the league in field goal percentage that year? Who? Don Nelson. Yeah, 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 yeah. So weird to think of him king, being a king, basketball king, player. King, king. He looks uh, like you, you see pictures of him. You're like, damn, that's a basketball player. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's like, he's fucking handsome too. <laughs> like, yeah, he's, 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 hands, really... he's handsome. He's fit. Yeah. And now he's handsome and less fit. Yeah, he's still handsome. He's just a handsome guy. Good smile. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Bob. I I think I would not have added Bob Mack. Oh no, absolutely not. <laughs> Okay, uh, Paul Arizon. Okay, I wrote this one down when I was making a list uh-huh. of guys who I was like, them? Keen kind of convinced me on this one. Well, he's he just says some like fun things. It's just very funny that he's the first guy that shot jumpers. Yeah. And yeah. everyone else is like, what? This undefendable, Holy like, devil, devilry? Holy shit. He missed two years for the Marines. Yeah, to go fight in fucking Korea. <laughs> I, 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 have no, I hope he didn't have to go, but maybe. Um, and then, okay, so this is this is the, a funny comparison. So I, I was reading, they have very nice uh, historical legends profiles on NBA.com for a lot of these guys. And they mm-hmm. said very early in his bio that he was an early forerunner to Sidney Moncrief or Michael Jordan. I guess because he also played defense as well as scoring. But mm-hmm. it also contained this passage, which is amazing to think of as a Michael Jordan clone. 
Because of a chronic sinus problem, he wheezed and groaned as he ran down the court or whenever he left the ground to launch one of his trademark jumpers. I'll bet you that was – I mean, that's like the tongue. I'll bet you it was fucking intimidating. Yeah, yeah, just the – oh, he's snorting. He's snorting. Oh, he's groaning. Also, an unruly cowlick springing from the back of his head added to an unmistakable court presence. That is so weird, dude. Yeah. Uh, also, he was an all-star. His last year, he was like 33, and the Warriors moved to San Francisco, and he was like, eh, I'm from Philadelphia. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay here and work at IBM instead, which yeah. is uh, a big part of why uh, Wilt Chamberlain had some struggles early in his career, because they bought the team, they moved, and uh, the the other all-stars he was with were like, yeah, we'll quit before we move to California. Well, he well he played in the EBA instead, oh, yeah. and he played for the Camden Bullets. <laughs> yeah, that's like, isn't Camden like a neighborhood in Philly? or a No, it's in New Jersey. No, it's in New Jersey. Oh, Camden's like, in New Jersey. Oh, yeah, it's like an infamous shitty New Jersey city. Hilarious. Uh, yeah, you? but yeah, I mean, ten-time All-Star. Like, all right, fine. Arizon, Arizon, Arizon makes it. I'm sorry, I question him. He was, he was clearly fucking good. And and also like a weirdo. Yeah. Oh, Camden, Camden is a suburb of Philadelphia. I think I actually dated somebody from Camden once. Hmm. Interesting. She cursed a lot. Mm-hmm. Did uh, she also have the nasal thing? Uh, she sort of sounded like this all the time. Uh, Sean, Sean. <laughs> Keep going, Sean. Okay, uh, Tiny Archibald. Now, you wrote, was was Archibald just short? I He's not that big, but it's very funny that he was, as a child, named after his father, whose nickname was Big Tiny. I don't, there, I cannot find why his father's nickname was Big Tiny. Um, but Nate Archibald, uh, you know, is, I think he was the first person to lead the league in points and assists. I think Westbrook has maybe done that since then or Harden, but then he sort of got this because he, after, so he had this very star portion of his career where again, lots of points, lots of rebound, lots of, uh, assists. And then he tore his Achilles tendon and then sort of he sort of rejuvenated his career as almost like a manager managerial type point guard, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. It looks mm-hmm. like he went from being almost like an Iverson type to being a Andre Miller type. <laughs> but he did that with the Boston Celtics. And so He's gonna be on these lists forever. Yeah, this is a. I I would probably call this one a borderline as I'm sitting here looking at it. Yeah, six All Star teams. But it is. But it is a really cool story, and mm. I think his stats would look better if he didn't have a chronic Achilles problem. Problem. Yeah. Also, like, not that short. Years. Six. Yeah, not that short. Six. He was. It's kind of light, but but yeah, no, he's he's not that tiny for the NBA at the time. All for right. Sure. This one's uh, this I I'm gonna call this one borderline. I think. borderline's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dave Bing. I think Dave Bing actually kind of ruled. I don't know that much about him, but it seems like. Look, this is a, the this is the main thing I came away from in my very brief Dave Bing research. P 
P.E.R. fucking hates Dave Bing. And, I, you know, some people are going to be like, hey, Corbin, don't be a jerk. But Yeah, I don't I don't think P.E.R. is a very good stat. Wow. All right. Gee, I, but it is it is pace. It is pace and error adjusted, though, is all. Yeah. But he's like, what did he make, like 10 all-star teams? Something like uh, that. Good question. I don't think it was that many. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm doing research in the middle of the podcast. Oh, how boring. Oh. I'm pretty sure he's seven. Seven all-star teams. Okay. Didn't win a title. First team twice. Second team once. That's not not like great. Doesn't I'm, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't pop out like played for a Pistons team that I don't think like genuflex in the in the imaginations and the minds of all people. Boy, he scored a lot though. I don't know. I think he was a pretty well-rounded player. Mm. I might be wrong about His that. His assists but... are pretty good too. Yeah, maybe I'm being kind of a dick. I think he's. I think he was. One, I think of the era, he's like one of the three or four best guards of his time. And I think that's I think that's probably good enough. Cool name. Cool name. Also, um it is really crazy that like during the so he he accidentally poked himself in the left eye with a nail mm-hmm. when he was five years old. So he always had bl- blurry vision in one eye. And then um it's also very funny that he used to uh, kick Marvin Gaye's ass at basketball, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then he uh, and then he at one point got poked in the eye as a professional and detached his retina, and doctors were like, uh, maybe don't go back and play basketball. Those lights are pretty bright. Like you'll be blind. And he was like, Nah, I'll be fine. And then he, I guess he was fine. Huh. And then he started a steel company and became the mayor of Detroit later, which went bankrupt while he was the mayor. Yeah. So, you know, maybe that one kind of counts against him. Yeah. Uh, Billy Cunningham. I don't know a lot about him, except he's very entertaining in the book Loose Balls. Uh Uh-huh. Just like... I don't know if I read the part that Cunningham's in in that. I never read the back half of that book. Oh, yeah. He's... uh, I think he's on the Carolina Cougars. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe that's not yes, right. He, no, he is. He is. I'm looking at him. Okay. Um, but he's he just comes off as this like great kind of cool uh, player, and uh, apparently was good enough in the NBA to overcome this list's intense anti ABA bias. Well, he only played for the ABA for two years. He didn't make a lot of All Star teams. He did score quite a bit though. Uh, 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 low three. He shot 125 from three in 1973-74. <laughs> Huh, that's that's not great. On a point two attempts a game. Yeah, it seems like it seems like the three pointer in the ABA was that only a few people kind of understand how understood how to use it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wonder I wonder how many of those were just heaves at the end of quarters. Well, the fir- apparently the first ABA game ended on a buzzer beater. Uh huh. It was a three. But the oh. guy thought it was a two because that had been oh, so, right, right. played. And so he was like, all right, we're going to overtime. But it turned out the team won. <laughs> it's a great ending. I love yeah. it. Loose Balls, uh, great book. Tall Tales, Terry Pluto's other book, is also very good. Oh, great. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Uh, Dave Cowens. 
Yeah, what Wood Collins? It was he just one of these Celtics guys? The wide center. He was the MVP one year. Um, All right. What if you were the MVP one year? I guess I'll roll my eyes and be like, fine. Right. Uh, he was. There's he was one at- exception to this. We'll get to it. Now we have like. Uh, I had I had this impression that he was this very talented Warriors coach that was sort of like fired because they had a, a shitty owner. That is not the case. Uh, mm-hmm. He lost the most games in a single season in Warriors history. Which is 20 a fo- fucking... Yeah, that is something. Cool. Uh, he was he was 25 and 80, and he he lost his job because he had, the, he had lost the respect of the 2001 Warriors, who were a, a dreadful team. Mm-hmm. Uh, that... that that like Bobby Sura and his bad relationship with Bob Sura cost him his job. Damn. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I think it's kind of cool that he got sick of the Celtics and left to sell Christmas trees at his family mm-hmm. farm in Kentucky. But and he came back was... and played for the Bucks. Yeah, the Bucks, folks. He also coached the Celtics briefly because. Red Auerbach would only hire former Celtics to do it. <laughs> and uh, I big weirdo. I'm pretty sure at one point um, the they, yeah, they, well, they Don Nelson never got the call. Yeah, I, that is weird. Because hmm. he he seems like a little more qualified than a lot of these. Or I mean, it turned out he did a lot better. Uh, there's also a story about uh, how the Celtics got rid of him. Because he was Larry Bird's favorite drinking buddy. Yes. And so... Yes, uh, I have heard this story. And so they just, like, got rid of him. And, uh... Yeah, and Bird's, and Bird's stats went up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I guess, I guess, uh... Anyway. Um, okay, next, Anthony Davis. Fucking what the fuck? I mean, I, I, I did Rich Paul vote on this? Like, <laughs> come on, come on. Anthony Davis has, like, the first part of Anthony Davis's career was him putting up big numbers uh-huh. for a New Orleans team that was really, like, sucked. Like, stank. It sucked, and yet kind of had some players who went on to do successful yeah, things Holiday, other places. Like Holiday was on the team. Like, uh-huh. And then he played with LeBron James, who I don't know if you heard, very good. And he was, I don't know, apparently rehabilitated his reputation so much that we forgot about the fact that all of his early teams sucked. Right. He won one playoff series before the bubble. Yeah. I, I don't, and nobody even remembers what team they beat. I'm I mean, not, well, I'm not, look, I'm not here to give the Lakers title an asterisk. I think, you know. I am, but, you know, that's fine. <laughs> uh, but, I, you know, but, like, I think the Lakers probably would have won the title anyway. That's what I think. Yeah, I, I think that's right. Yeah. But, um, I, I mean, Davis was clearly the second best player on that team. Davis has spent most of his career being good, great even, but not, you know, not like a game-warping force. I, it's just very strange, very, very strange to my mind. I would still have him on ahead of a lot of people that 
were on the NBA 50 list, I would say. But again, it's like he's he's like mellow to me in that if you have such a limited number of choices, he would not have been one of my choices. I I think that Jokic just had a better career than Anthony Davis. Uh, I mean, he has an MVP. Yeah. He's, he's definitely reached more heights than Anthony Davis. I do think yeah. Anthony Davis is really good, but I I sort of think he's it feels a little premature. Like like did we need to put Anthony Davis on this list? No, I don't think so. I mean, it's his it is his 10th year, but but he, but a lot of those years stunk. I, I and mean, he's he's, injury troubles. Like I like what like what's the like where, where where's the he has Sean, he has been an all star like eight times. Sean, Sean, yeah. yeah. Where's the beef? <laughs> where's the beef? He's he's I I think he's a little better than you're giving him credit for. But I I I do think that. His his maybe lack of I mean he didn't win the title though that's the thing you know he was he's been all NBA four times and then he's been on the all defensive team four times that's I, pretty I good think, I think that I think that some nerds might no I'm I'm giving credit with you about his all defensive status but well yeah I'm just I'm just saying he made the team yeah. that's that's all okay here here's what makes me think he's on the list his MVP. Uh, shares like compared to the, how he's done in the MVP voting, like compared to Melo, he was third one year, he was fifth, he was sixth, he was ninth. That's better than many people on this list. Mm. Not a, anyway, but I, I get I get what you're saying for sure. Yeah, I guess it's not the worst point I've heard. Yeah. Uh, look, Patrick Ewing belongs, but saying he doesn't is a lot of fun. Yeah, it's like. The idea that Matt and Michael Jordan dominated him, like, start to finish of his career, mm-hmm. like his freshman year of college, Michael Jordan oh. directly beats them in the NCAA final. Ewing has one of the greatest college basketball careers of all time, and then gets to the NBA, and Michael Jordan is still a roadblock just tea in ba- his path. Just, tea, just teabagging him year after year. And then, and then in 1999, Michael Jordan has finally retired, and Patrick Ewing gets hurt in the series against the Pacers, and uh, they go to the finals without him. Just, yeah. just, just a bummer. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah. But Ewing, you know, probably, probably like a the 30 to 40 range, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a great player. Yeah. How Greer? I don't remember what I learned about How Greer. Dude, I don't know anything about him except that he uh, shot jumpers for his free throws. Uh, yeah, he made a lot of All Star teams. Oh, he was kind. Oh, he was he was Will Chamberlain's running partner. Yeah, he was on that. He was on the like '60s, '70s Sixers. Yeah. Oh, he scored a lot too. All right, Hal Greer. Yeah. But well, also, I, I just love that he took jump shots from the free throw lines. That's really fun. Yeah. Okay. Pistol Pete. Obviously. I mean, here's the thing. Maravich is clearly overrated. Yes. Uh, this is this is like a this is like a one of the sort of central truths of basketball analysis is that uh-huh. like Pistol Pete was fucking overrated. He, uh, his yeah his EFGs his effective field goal percentages were like. Constantly below 50. He was constantly shooting below 50, but he uh-huh. scored a shit ton. 
and was also insanely wildly out of control entertaining yeah yeah exactly and like i mean this is like having a white globe trotter in the nba right <laughs> yes like, uh, I kind of wonder if an actual globetrotter joining the NBA might might put up similar stats. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say probably not. But yeah, but he was like a he was like a folk hero. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. it, it's Paul Bunyan or Johnny Appleseed. Piss off. Yeah, John, you or Sean, you wrote this in the uh, in the rundown. You know Johnny Appleseed was a real guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I do, I do. But okay. I mean, Pete Maravich is a real guy too. Yeah, I guess. I know so. Paul Bunyan isn't, but like. Johnny Appleseed, what a weird character. That's yeah. a that's a that's a guy I thought was a real charming story when I read it as a child and then revisiting it as an adult, I'm like, this is probably a dangerous person. Wait, what why was he why was he weird? Well, I mean he was he was first first of all, uh you shouldn't just walk around throwing non native seeds. Mm-hmm. all around yeah but it was helpful for the agricultural industry you know i think it was kind of bad in a lot of ways uh he was he was like a nomad i mean his lifelong journey was planting apple trees i mean and you know he he, he guess he made i don't know he, i will say for those, for those who don't know the apples weren't for apples it was for applejack which is liquor Anyway, he was also a missionary, and he would, like, read the gospel, and, like, he talked to children a lot, and it just seems like he was kind of He sounds like a cool guy. Everything you're saying makes him sound like a cool guy. He wore his pot, he wore a pot as his head. He just seems like he was really dirty Did he really, did he really wear a pot on his head? Is that true? I don't know. Well, I mean, apocryphally, yes. Okay, yeah. Well, you know why? Because he used it to make apple liquor. Yeah, he uh, he also placed he also planted dog fennel everywhere he went because okay, he that thought is it was a useful as, medicinal herb. It is actually, not as good, not as good, intensely invasive in a lot of places. He he never married. I think he, I think he was okay. Maybe, uh, well, now you're just being fucking rude. I just I just I'm, the guy not, who you're not married. A weird a weird yeah, but I'm also I guess I am hanging out with children a lot. Yeah. That, that is questionable. You're just, you're just you're just nervous because you see so much of yourself in Johnny Apple. That's the problem. I think you know what? I think you're right. I I acknowledge yeah. that. Yeah. I'm gonna start wearing a pot on my head. Okay. My head is so big, only a pot would it's gotta be like a full pot. It can't be a regular saucepan. I disagree with your speaking as a person who knows a little bit more about plants than you. Yes. I disagree with your with how with like your conception of what an invasive plant is. An invasive plant is the one that takes advantage of the environment. Apple trees don't take advantage of the environment. They're an agricultural I product. I don't I don't mean the apples did that. I just meant he also spread invasive plants. I don't yeah, think I don't he also, like, yeah, he also spread invasive plants. The That's the fair. the apples seem fine. He also it also sounds like a the the story of him just like throwing apple seeds wherever that he was goes. not true that, that was that's not, not really what happened that's yeah, not yeah. he did he was like a he was like an agricultural yeah he like built a fence and was like tend these apples it's a crop see yeah. you later <laughs> hey do you have any kids I could preach the gospel to could you shine my head pot <laughs> please it's looking a little rusty yeah 
All right. Uh, here's this is going to be a controversial statement. I think this is a clear cut guy who should be boot, booted. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Kevin McHale. Nope. I mean, he is. This is just some Boston shit, and the fact that he was entertaining uh, was also entertaining. I'll give him that. I'll give him entertaining, that too. Entertaining, very memorable. Uh, was on an episode of Cheers, you know. Uh, but also is like a a weird MAGA Trump guy now too. Not that right. that should affect his placement on the list. I just mm-hmm. it's important to say. Rick, so Bar- you asked, we, we both think Rick Barry should be on the list. Yeah. So you asked, you asked, does Kevin McHale have the totals? Okay, and I'll tell you, he's 93rd in points. He's mm-hmm. 97th in defensive rebounds. 62nd in offensive rebounds uh, for his career. He did win two Sixth Man of the Year awards, so he wasn't starting. I will say that there's another guy who won two Sixth Man of the Year awards, who later in this episode we're going to say maybe should have made it, but yeah. I'm going to maintain. Uh, he made the All-NBA team once. And his his best he in in 1987 he was fourth in the MVP vote and uh, he did he did score quite a few points. His other best finishes are 13th and 19th, and this is for a team that was a constant contender yeah. and won three titles with him on it. Yeah. But but arguably he's like the fourth they best won. player on these teams. Sorry, they won two titles with him on it. Didn't they? I think it's 81, 84, 86. Why was he on the Pistols in 1980? Well, he got got drafted. He was a rookie. So not like that. Okay, so he gets that title, but let's let's look and see how much he played for that team. Now, he's the third pick in the draft. He might have been playing a lot, but they also had like... I think they had Dave Cowan. Well, let's let's look at the '81 Celtics real quickly. Let's take Just a look at the '81 Celtics. Folks. He played 20 minutes. Okay, so they won. Yeah, he played right. 20 minutes a game for that team. God, and did in he the never, playoffs he, he played he, 17 minutes. He a game. never tops 40 minutes in his career. Should be said. 39.7 no. in '86-'87. No, he plays 42 minutes in '88. In you know what? I will say this: pretty good field goal percentages on this guy. No, he would lead the league in field goal percentage. Yeah, he did it's just, it's just, I just feel like you'd want a little more. He had some pretty good years there in the middle. Yeah, he, like he sixty, some... per, like sixty percent shooting, twenty six points a game. That's pretty good. I but mean, that, I mean also, that that's the year he came in fourth in the MVP vote. Yeah, he had a good. I think it's hard to deny that he had a really good peak. But oh, he did have a really good peak. It's just that. He's getting credit for these, like for the titles. Yeah. Okay, he got a ring with the 81 Celtics playing 17 minutes a game. And then on the 84 Celtics, he's pretty good, but he's the fourth best player on the team. Yeah, uh, yeah, on a team with the the best player of his generation. Yeah, but like Dennis Johnson's better than him in 84. Robert Parrish is arguably better than him. No, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, um, but but uh, anyway, that's maybe he shouldn't get booted. I kind of want to boot him. Yeah, I do too. I his career also ended a little early because his foot was fucked up. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But and yeah, I don't know. Good pe- good peak, but his prime years are a lot of. Um, okay, so let's go to Robert Parrish. Yeah, I I said, does he have the totals? I forgot. That guy played fucking forever. He played the most games in NBA history. Yeah. 
Now, uh, now with that first in games, he is only 33 in points. Yeah. Ninth in rebounds, 98th in rebounds per game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think both these guys are overrated, but Kevin McHale's a little more overrated. Yeah, probably. Uh, what, what, you know what? I will say this. I don't know if I know how good Parrish was at defense. I, I have no sense of that. I mean, it seems like probably pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I think it was a good good leader. Yeah, I don't know. It looks like the Celtics had decent defenses. So, uh, yeah, borderline. That's what I think about Parrish. Yeah. That motherfucker played. That motherfucker played a long time, though. Got that ring with the 97 Bulls, too. God God bless you. Feels crazy. God bless you, King. That's almost like. I feel like that's almost. Michael Jordan said the most heinous shit to Robert Parrish while he was on that team. Do you think Michael Jordan maybe had him on the team so Parrish would have more rings than Bird? <laughs> yeah, sounds reasonable. Yeah, just like, fuck you, Larry Bird. All right, uh, Isaiah Thomas. God, can you just imagine, though, just like all the, all the many ways that Jordan said that he was washed up? Oh, God, God bless you, Michael oh, oh, Jordan. Oh, awful things, awful things. Uh, horrible things. The kind of stuff that you and I could never take back. Yeah. Uh, Robert Parrish also uh, loves to smoke weed, I guess. Oh, hey, well, you know what? Let's get him on the 75. Fuck get it. him all there. Gotta have another guy from those Celtics teams. Oh, yeah, Isaiah Tom. I mean, he's just the devil. It seems like he's the worst person on this list. My like, favorite, really my favorite... Ethan Sherwood-Strauss argument has always been that Isaiah Thomas was overrated. That's that's not bad. Because his teams were succeeding not really because of things he was doing. Yeah, and actually anything about Isaiah Thomas being, uh, like, canceled, the media actually loves him. So Ethan would would stick to that account now, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. He feels like a less cool version of Iverson to me. Who also succeeded when his teams like just had a bunch of defensive players around him. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Russell Westbrook. No. Here's a, okay. Here's what I'm going to ask for everybody listening. Uh huh. Do you want Russell Westbrook on your team? I I would just say for the most part my answer would have been no. Yeah. Me too. He like he's clearly very good. He's led the league in assists three times. Got an MVP. He did he average a games. triple double one year. That was the most embarrassing season in the history of basketball, <laughs> though. That's true. Uh, that was like a troubling, weird now, season. I will say, while he was doing that, uh, he also hit a couple of crazy game-winning shots so that part of it was fun it was just insane that that was the metric but you know also kevin durant left so yeah uh, no they did it because they were mad at kevin all right how many times he has led the league here are some things he's led the league in totals wise okay games Four times. He used to be very indestructible as a younger player. Yeah. Uh, led the league in field goals and field goal attempts his MVP year. Mm-hmm. He has led the league in field goal attempts three times <laughs> and uh, two-point attempts twice. Uh, he also led the league in assists totals-wise three times. He has led the league in turnovers 
four times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that sounds uh, right. Yeah, and then he led the league in points. Oh, and also uh, he always leads the league in triple doubles. But he except that Harden year also just fucks up your team. Like you don't have a team with him that doesn't revolve around these neuroses and obsessions that he has. Like he's like he's just so idiosyncratic that like you don't like you don't have Westbrook on it. Like I can't like it like melts my brain that the Lakers traded for him. Well, that seems crazy because I just I think that he's still just because of how athletic he is and how much raw talent he has he's i was gonna say through 2018 i think actually maybe just through the mvp year he shot 30 percent on 5.63s a game in 2017-18 he's still like he's still like a a net positive player maybe a little overrated but he's like he no he's a he's a floor raiser ceiling fixer that's true but i mean like his his advanced stats are still very good in that MVP season, you know, but I think, I think he has just severely fallen off in the past three years. But also like what round did his team get to in that MVP season? Well, I mean, I just, I just mean like the 2016 team, he has an offensive rating of 115 and his defensive rating is, is 103. And that team almost beat the Warriors in the playoffs, you know? So he's, 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 I just think he's almost, he's also, it should be noted, a really fucking bad defender. He's a really bad defender. I just think he's not that he was not as terrible. I think, I think a little bit of how much he has fallen off now is, and how um, weird that 2016, 17 season is. I think that maybe contributes to us not appreciating him at his best as most, because now I mean, the Lakers having him is insane. Yeah, it's the worst fucking idea. Uh, uh, they're they're also all clearly ready to kill each other and like. Oh, it's gonna it's gonna be great when the when the leaks start happening. Mm, the clutch mm, media starts going mm, after Westbrook. I think it'll yeah. happen before Vogel. I don't think I think Vogel's more safe than Westbrook. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. Damian Lillard. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> Come on. I mean, just, just. Just no. Look, I I love him to death, but no. I honestly think they were worried about his team, like, yelling at people and harassing them. You know, there's people who say, people I like, who will be like, Lillard is the greatest blazer ever. What the (laughs) fuck are you talking about? Uh, It's Clyde Drexler, right? Twice! (laughs) With Clyde Drexler. Yeah. Twice, and look... You know what, Walton? Complicated legacy. He did win the fucking championship, though. Yes. Uh, so yes, I, yes well, he won the championship. And he was the... It's a complicated legacy, but... Look, Damian Lillard has done a really great job getting to the conference finals once. And getting swept in that conference. Yeah, way to go. And actually, did, his, playoffs, his playoff stats, despite his reputation, are not that strong. Yeah, of course not. No, it's not. It's not his fault. His team is constructed this way, but it's kind of his fault that they haven't traded CJ McCollum, though, right? I don't know. He could. He could snap his fingers and make I don't that happen. I mean, I gotta say, I don't know why anything happens on the Blazers anymore, frankly. <laughs> so I, find, I, I just I find his public persona really off-putting. 
like the the rapping, but the clean rapping, the the like reveling in underdog status, the fact that he had people in his management team like calling reporters and hassling them for not voting for him for All Star MVP mm-hmm. in a year where one of his teammates didn't miss a shot. Anyway, yeah, I uh, you know he's not the he's not the kind of player that I would normally root for, but circumstance, you know. Yeah, but top 75 wouldn't wouldn't have made my cut. No, I I think that a lot. I also think that a lot of Lillard Bolt's success has to do with the fact that he basically played in the point guard pick and roll era. Yeah, there's a little bit of a inflation to to some of these numbers, yeah, even yeah. even to the beloved Steph Curry. Yeah, but but little... the, the difference between Lillard and Steph is that Steph is an all world efficiency machine, right? And well, Lillard is not quite. I would say they have somewhat different approaches to the game when they are not holding the ball in their hands. Too. That too. That too. Lillard can't move off ball. And and Steph is a bad defender, but he is a bad defender who tries. Yeah, Lillard is just a yeah. monumentally bad defender. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. James Worthy. Yeah. This is a we. I think we both decided that this was kind of a McHale situation. Yeah. They he, felt like they had to get another guy from those teams on. There. And again, I just don't remember him that well. So, but yeah, it just feels like weren't weren't Magic and Kareem like dri- driving that train. You know, yeah, I, it's he, like it, it's, you know, these, these teams are pretty loaded. Byron Scott is a is a very good player. Michael Cooper, like like James Worthy, he did win a Finals MVP uh, after Isaiah Thomas uh, broke off his ankle in a game, basically mm-hmm, just played with mm-hmm. one foot. But it just it just doesn't seem like I, I don't know what's special about him. And maybe maybe a Laker fan can he seemed he seemed like he was cool. It's fun to watch. I, I uh, and, and I, I this is this is one where I can um you're right it's a McHale situation yeah. like cool guy from the 80s probably doesn't make it if there aren't 44 dudes from this era again 44 versus the modern 26 retired right. pretty early anyway yeah yeah like, uh, like not, not the most in terms of totals and such yeah but yeah like if you were on a good team. In the in the eighties, you're you're gonna get some reps on this list. Yeah, I think may I'm worried that I'm looking. I'm worried that maybe we're being a little unfair, and somebody will tell us to fuck off. But I mean, the totals just aren't there, and the pace adjusteds just aren't there. Because the other thing about the Showtime Lakers is that it's easy to put up a lot of points on a team that plays that fast. Yeah, Laker fans, I am I am willing to be convinced about James Worthy. I just uh, don't see it as much. Yeah, me neither. Uh, uh, speaking of overrepresented. The 70s Knicks. What the fuck? Holy shit. So here's who's on that team. Willis Reed, Walt Frazier. Good. Now those are those, great. Those are great players. Earl the Pearl Monroe. Cool player. One but, of the 75 best. Yeah, pretty decisively borderline, I think. Uh-huh. Now, and now let's go down. We've got Jerry Lucas. What who, the fuck? As far as I can tell, was like 60s David Lee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, he had kind of a cool, he was like a weird investor. He had this crazy memory. Yes, he could he did. memorize the phone book. That doesn't really make him one of the 50 greatest. Also, he gets an undue amount of credit for being on the 1973 uh, champion. Uh, New York Knicks, 
9.9 points a game, or no, 19.2, sorry. 15 and 19 in those in those seasons. Was he starting for that team all the time? I don't know that he was. I guess that's something we could completely look up. Uh, we could. Um, I mean, I don't want to. Oh, they don't, don't. They actually don't have the stats for that. But yeah, he's. Uh, or no, never mind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, 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 you were right. You were right. He he got nine point nine points for that championship team. Nine point nine points and seven rebounds. Yeah, they won in seventy one. Oh, he wasn't on that. He's not on the first champ. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is a fucking weird one. So it is a weird one. He's like, I think he's very famous too. But uh, yeah, I he's here on the Royals, and I yeah yeah it looks kind of like he's like Mister Ohio. He was on a really good Ohio State college team. I don't know. Yeah, I, very bizarre. This one's this one is notably bizarre. I think I'd say. Well, and even even early in his career, they're not doing anything in the playoffs. No. So no, he's just a, he's just the guy. Yeah, it's him. He's on some like pretty decent regular season teams, but he's but he's playing with with Oscar Robertson. You yeah, know? on so, teams yeah. that were notably disappointing, it should be said. Like Robertson was always regarded as a guy whose teams didn't go far in the playoffs. Right, and this is his running mate for for years. So, yeah. and then you've got Dave DeBusher, which Fucking I just weird, I don't dude. get it. I really don't. And you know what it is though. So he's on. It's because he he gets to the Knicks. Yeah, and he's a, he's an All Star his last five years with the Knicks. Yeah, with, mean, these, with these mighty fourteen point six, fifteen point six, yeah. fifteen point four. He's uh, like getting rebounds. Oh but... yeah. Oh damn. Oh damn. Fourteen point six points a game on fifty four on forty five percent shooting at a power forward slot. What is this nonsense? Yeah. You know what his nickname was? Apparently, Big What's, D. If you got me, maybe that's why. Maybe that's why they respected him a lot because of that thing he's slanging around in his pants. So he makes now he is now he is apparently uh, a very good defensive player. He makes he makes six all defense teams, but he only makes one yeah, second you, team All NBA. Do you know who else was a good defensive player? Uh, Willis Reed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know yeah, who else good... was a good defensive player as long as we're fucking talking about it? Uh, Walt Frazier. Yeah, he was he was pretty good. Yeah, is sort of widely regarded as like the best defense, one of the best defensive guards who ever played. Like we're really gonna, we're really gonna put a lot of credit into the Busher for those ones. Come on. Yeah, Walt Frazier is also on these all defensive teams too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Walt. I mean, Walt. Look, Walt Frazier and uh, and Willis Reed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the Busher, Jerry Lucas. I, you know what? Shout out to them for not for managing to not put Bill Bradley on here. Yeah, he was probably close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Paul he was Pierce a, he was a senator. What are you supposed yeah, to do? It's true. Yeah. Ran against Al Gore. Yeah, one one. You know what? Won the NCAA title at Harvard or Yale. No, he he just he didn't win at Princeton, but he was the oh. most outstanding player of the Final Four because he scored so many points. All right. I'm like we, talking myself into Bill Bradley over these guys now. <laughs> yeah, kind of me. These too. guys are like famous, but it's it's very New York and really like yeah, like okay. So if they had five of the greatest players of all time, these Knicks teams, then why did they win two titles? They won two titles. 
two. Now look, they it's a very good Laker team. They got to beat Kareem, but boy, does it kind of seem like not as much uh, production as you'd want from a all-time great team with again five of the twenty-five best players of all time, yeah. plus Bill Bradley, who was also one of the who's who who. If you were to count up the votes, would probably be 78. Yeah, it's probably 78. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they were, they're dying to have him on there. Oh, there are so many people who are so fucking mad Bill Bradley didn't make it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Paul Pierce. <laughs> All look, right. I, look, I don't need to talk about hating Paul Pierce. I can see why he is on this list. Yeah. I just, I'm I'm not going to like it. That's all. Okay. <laughs> That's uh, all I have. Look, I used to not like Paul Pierce, but then he released that video. <laughs> of him <laughs> saying that a stripper was from turkeys so sorry yeah. i have to like him now uh, all right that okay that gets him on the list <laughs> yeah yeah that was, uh, that, was, that was the tiebreaker for me when he <laughs> was clearly baked out of his brain <laughs> and showing everybody a picture of a butt and telling everybody all the strippers instagram handles yes <laughs> like that's shit like that's shit you know that's just, you know that's just a, that's just a positive guy right there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Allen Iverson. Also, also really yeah. funny that he probably shit himself on court. He definitely shit himself on court. Yeah, I think yeah. he acknowledged that finally. Yeah, Iverson is uh... again. He's like Pistol Pete. He's like a full. He's he is a he is a he, full you know hero. What? He is better than Pistol Pete. Yes, oh. I just think he occupies a similar cultural place. Yeah. But I think that if me and Keen were a little more ruthless with our with our numberology, that we might be saying that Iverson doesn't really belong on here. No, he belongs. He's an MVP. But yeah, he didn't want to. I mean, yeah, and he's the the thing is though, he's I would say the only really important NBA player between Michael Jordan and LeBron James is is Allen Iverson. What do you mean by important? Like, in terms of a guy who was extremely influential, like a lightning rod. Uh, like a cultural just, figure, you mean? Yeah, like, like in a way that obviously Tim Duncan is the most important, like, on-court guy yeah. in that gap. But uh, it really feels like Iverson was... Yeah, he contained multitudes. Well, <laughs> may I offer one guy before? Look, obviously we're going out of our way to not say Kobe, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why should we? Uh, Shaq was. Oh, yeah. All right. I, point withdrawn. All Shaq's right. incredibly important. Shouldn't, shouldn't be dissing Shaq. Shaq, yeah. was, Shaq was wildly. You know what? KG, important. I think KG would have been huge if he wasn't on the loser ass franchise. I think so, too. Career. Yeah. Yeah, like what a compelling figure. Yeah, but he, but they, but they stuck him in the fucking frozen tundra of incompetent basketball players. They should have just kept Marbury. That's that's what they should have done. They should have listened to Marbury's trade demand. But they, they replaced him with Terrell Brandon. Yeah, like, but he's still stuck on Marbury. I I just I I think like that's a that's a miss. He demands a trade. You just say. We're gonna work this out. You know what I think you do? Andre Miller. Ah, oh, that would be oh, that so sick. Yeah, Andre Miller left off this list. 
bizarre. Yeah, too. It's that, that's that's a real shame. Oh, uh, why'd you put Dominique on here? Because they just added him to the team, so uh-huh. I thought we should mention. I think it. I think he probably deserves it. He yeah, that was an, it was an absolute mistake to leave him off. Yeah, motherfucker scored quite a bit, and his teams were pretty good. Yeah, they were pretty good teams. Like like losing losing to the '80s Celtics in like a seven game series. That's not really a knock on your yeah. playoff performance, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, also, just cool. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it, was he was he a second tier star during that time? Yeah, but he was really, but he was actually fucking good. Like he wasn't Jordan, but you know, this is seventy five, not ten. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Dominique. Well, and he's. I I'm gonna even say that he's clearly top fifty. Okay. Jeez. But I mean, he just did such a good scorer. How many All-Star games did he make? I can't believe he wasn't on the list. He was, 11, he was an All-Star 11 times. Oh, fuck. And also, Atlanta trading him was so bizarre when they did it. I, why did they do it? I actually I don't know if I know. I guess they thought Dominique was maybe too old or was, like, washed up. I mean, this was, this was a team that won a lot. They were, like, a 57-win team mm-hmm. who traded him at mid-season for Danny Manning. Oh, no. And, like, the vibes difference in that is insane. Now, maybe he was... Maybe it was, like, a money thing, but it seems like a crazy thing to do. They traded Dominique Wilkins, and they added a first-round pick to make this deal. That doesn't make any sense to me. Kevin Prime Kevin Willis with Mookie Blaylock, and then uh, Reggie Miller sent them home. Also, uh, has to be said, no, notable European career. But always, oh, yeah, always yeah. a pleasure to see a notable European career. Yeah, he he like he played forever. He was so cool. All right, left off. Let's go to the left yeah. off guys. Let's go. Who got left off? Who got left off? <laughs> Who got left off? Robot. Okay, um, that's our drop for that. Thanks. Okay, Vince Carter. <sighs> My thought is, I kind of think Vince Carter wasn't that great. Scored a lot. He did. Okay. Second team All-NBA once, third team All-NBA once, great dunker. Oh, wow. I didn't know his All-NBAs were so low. That's pretty... Right? All right, fine. I just just always found him, like, way more famous than good. Yeah, and, and like, teams didn't, like, trade... Like, people would always trade for Carter expecting something to happen, and nothing ever really did when he got into town. And he also seemed like he could get shut down if teams had to focus on him, too. Yeah. I know he was past his prime at this point, but he was so bad in the 2010 playoffs. We could have been spared so much Celtics garbage if Vince Carter had just come to play in the first few games of their series with Orlando. Boy, he really didn't make a lot of all-star teams either. I mean, it's eight, but a lot of those are like... Like, like went to the kid teams and they didn't... Went to the kid New Jersey teams, and they didn't... God damn, he yeah. played a long time, though. He did play a long time. I just don't really feel like that his career after, like, 2012 is not really very relevant. No, it's not. So... I mean, honestly, his career after... 2007? Yeah, he didn't... Yeah. All right, fine. I mean, Carter's getting mentioned a lot. Yeah. But he's just, I just think he's really famous, and a lot of those, I never quite understood it at the time, to be honest, that he would be, like, the leading vote-getter in the All-Star game. It was cool. I mean, he was cool. He was good. I'm not I'm not saying he wasn't good, but 
him being a legend is weird to me. Uh, next is his cousin. T-Mac. McGrady. He had a short peak, you know? Yeah. that back. But seven straight All-Star games, age 21 to 27. Won a couple scoring titles. It was great. I'm saying he should be on the list, Corbin. Uh, you said better, objectively better than Worthy. Uh-huh. Which I think is true. He really did not do a lot in the playoffs, though. No, but, I mean, a lot of that is because of Grant Hill's body. He became a star at age 21 and signed with this Orlando team, and then which had cleared their entire roster to try to sign him, Grant Hill, and Tim Duncan. Mm-hmm. Missed on Duncan, and then they, yeah. got, they just got nothing from Hill. So, like, okay, so 2002... Uh, let's look at the 2003 Magic. He scores 32 points a game, shoots 39% from three. This team goes 42 and 40 with Doc Rivers, and they they blow a 3-1 lead against the Pistons. But this team has that wait Mike Miller's 0203. Yeah, because they lost to the Hornets in 0203. Yeah, oh, yeah. They've got like half a season of Mike Miller. Uh, Gordon Giracek is their yeah, third leading scorer. I think, I think you're underrating Mike Miller a little bit. Well, 22-year-old Mike Miller is not. Oh. Uh, I mean, he's he's fine. He's shooting 34% from three okay. this year. He's not, but he's – I'm just saying he's a rough second-best player. All right. At that point, right? It's not, a, it's not a lot of help. You've got 29 games of Grant Hill on this team. You have 34-year-old Daryl Armstrong. You have 21-year-old Drew Gooden. It's just like, it's a rough roster. It's kind of impressive that he took three games away from, you know, the one year away from a title Pistons. But, uh, okay, let's see. How do you do in the MVP voting? I'm going to check that real quick. Where's the awards? Checking the stats. Oh, that's why I was on the wrong page. Checking the stats. Checking the stats. So he, so, so in 2002 and 2003, he's fourth in the MVP voting. He's sixth yeah. the year before. Seven, six, eight. So again, short peak, but. Pretty high peak, I think. Yeah, I made a bunch of all NBA teams too. Second, first, first, second, third, second, third. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I th- I think I think this one's a boy. His I think this one's a borderline. These weren't bad, were they? What's that? I said I guess those Rockets teams weren't bad, were they? No, no. Just like you know, again, he was paired with a star who got hurt a lot. Yeah, and. That was a that was a pretty fucking out of control Western Conference. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, you know, and I just I I would rather have T Mac on this team than like a more middling player who was like the third or fourth best player on a on a contender. You know, uh, I gotta say one thing that's really kind of amazing about that Ray Allen three. It denied Tracy McGrady a ring because he was a member of the 2013 Spurs. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. Steven Jackson got released because of something uh, outlandish he said or did. Yes. Okay, uh, Dwight Howard. Yeah, I, I wrote on here Pistol Pete's opposite. Like, uh, like obviously belongs on this list. So 
clearly fucking apparent. He won Depoy three times. He, uh-huh. He's like uh, second in the MVP voting. He went to the finals. He went uh, to the finals. On some very he good was, Orlando teams. The, Even his the, Houston teams were pretty good. The best defensive player of his generation. Uh-huh. But, unfortunately, he's also so insufferable. People hate him people fucking hate him yeah now now again what, what this is, is the all-time rebounding you think okay so he led the league in rebounding five times okay and he has led the league in blocks twice he's 11 he's a you know what he's 11th rebounding that's you know what it's a little lower than i thought it was gonna be i will say though kind of a short peak like yeah. uh i'm i'm sort of surprised because I felt his like he was ba- very ba- good for a while. His back started again after in Houston, right? Honestly, there's some there's some T Mac parallels here. Just Except in... that he is transparently better than McGrady. Trace McGrady was like one of the best offensive players Look in the league. You. Listen to you. Listen to you. He was All NBA first team center like a gazillion times. I'm just saying that the peak is kind of short, and it's the same as McGrady. Okay, so what what are their MVP votes? Let's compare them. Dwight was second one year. Two fourths, a fifth, and a seventh. Okay, two, four, four, five, seven. McGrady. He should. It also should be said he should have won MVP the Derrick Rose year. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I mean that that sounds reasonable. Yeah. And McGrady McGrady's very similar. Six, four, four, seven, six, eight. He de- he's <laughs> never as high as second, but he did place for like an extra year. I just think Dwight Howard has. Uh, secretly a very short peak as a good player. I guess that's true, but he, in that peak, he was the second or third best player in the NBA. But I think T-Mac was also very close to that. T-Mac was scoring like 32.6 points or something. The Orlando Magic would submit the craziest fucking teams and basically just let them rest on the fact that Dwight Howard was a one-man defense. Well, what do you... I know, but how how talented do you think the Orlando teams were, you know, 10 years earlier with McGrady? Isn't it crazy how much talent the Orlando Magic have had just yeah, passing well, yeah, through yeah, over yeah, the years? Yeah, just <laughs> openly squandered. Yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. Let's see. So he's – McGrady leads the league in offensive box plus minus twice in 03 and 04. He's basically arguably the best player in the league those two years okay i think i just i just think i just think they're very similar they just all right we're on different sides of the ball but trace mcgrady's better on defense than dwight howard is on offense i dwight i you know i think maybe okay look dwight got neurotic about the post-up thing Uh uh-huh but as a pick and roll player he was basically indomitable like yeah he just never did pick and rolls no he did well he did them they just you know, at a certain point, he was like, I want to post up even though I'm short. I mean, look, it was dumb. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that he wasn't an incredible pick and roll player. Right. I'm just I'm just saying that Tracy McGrady was the best offensive player in the league for basically the same amount of time that Dwight was the best defensive player in the league. All right. I think I think that I think that I think that Dwight's career has a lot more uh, beef to it. I mean, I, like, I you know, would have, I would have thought so, but looking at this, it's like, yeah, but he went, you know, he went to the final, like he drug, like he drug one of those crazy teams to the finals. But th- those teams are much more talented than McGrady's teams. I mean, like Turkaloo, Jameer, like Richard Lewis, like they're they're pretty. They, like, like McGrady didn't even get out of the first round. 
Anyway, we, we're not going to reach anything. I just think I, it's more that I think Dwight is not as good as people think. But he but. should be on this list, right? They both should be on this list. Yeah. Okay. Uh, ben Wallace, you wrote Ben Wallace was better than Rodman. Yeah, I thought more about this. That's probably not true. Yeah. Um, but but he but I mean four depoys world historic defenses were built around him. Incredibly high peak. Uh, like, short short peak, but really high for like six years. Yeah, we'll talk about you know what? Let's talk about the broader meta thing with it because the next person I put on here is Mutombo. Yeah, who also won four defensive player of the years. Uh huh. And this list does not care about defense. Does not give a fuck. So we have no Dwight. We have no Ben Wallace, who finally got into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, which I'm I'm very happy about. Uh, I thought he was maybe like the biggest. Long, lingering snub yeah very i mean it's not strange i know why it happened but like yeah and offense yeah. offensive numbers are a lot clearer when you're looking back on them whereas de- defensive stats are still kind of esoteric yeah. but like but like wallace i mean wallace could cover out on the perimeter he could block you at the rim. like he was a multi-tool unbelievable defensive player uh mutembo is maybe not as quite as multi-tooled but also like you can get to the rim when he was there. Right, <laughs> like, right, exactly. Yeah, so we have we have Ben Wallace isn't on, Dwight Howard's not on, Dikembe Mutombo's not on. I would add a couple more players. These are basically the three I'm listing here are because uh, Kelly Dwyer made an excellent point about them in his wonderful uh, Substack, the Second Arrangement, the which Penthouse you should subscribe form. to. Oh no, the, the Second Penthouse Arrangement. Form. Sorry. He also listed Sean Marion, Pau Gasol, and Chris Bosch. Marion feels a little borderline to me. Yeah, I, I I can't like quantify it, but he uh, Gasol Gasol that's fucking insane. Gasol but, absolutely should be on there, and I think Bosch. I too. mean Gasol. Like, I mean look, Gasol. I think Gasol's not on there because people smoke the Kobe spice. Yes, yes, they like forget they, how good Pau Gasol was, yeah, and like but, what yeah. the Lakers were like before. How got there compared to how they were for the next yes. five years when he yes. was there. Yeah, he's great. Um, I also think Chris Bosch is very simple. He medically retired at age 31 because of blood clots, yet he made 11 all-star teams anyway yeah. and uh, won two titles and just like, it's like somebody getting struck by lightning. It, it's only, It feels like Chris Bosch like went to war. It was just with his own body. Well, don't we all? And I have yeah. some bad news for you, Sean. We all lose the war sooner or later. We do. We do. It's time to meditate on death, folks. Yeah. So uh, I I love Dikembe Mutombo. Maybe he's not one of the greatest, but it's it is weird. That there's this like fundamental disregard for for defense. defense. Just yeah. like a huge, just like this huge yawning gap. <laughs> right. Like like what Wallace Wallace Howard and Mutombo. Have won a total of eight, nine, eleven Defensive Player of the Year awards. Yeah, and they're not on this list. That's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay, Chris Weber. Uh, yeah, I said Weber. I don't know. Kind of, uh, admittedly, a complex. Yeah. Character. I was, a, I was like a big Weber advocate. I've, I've become less of a fan of his legacy at times. Although I'm, he, he is going into the Hall of Fame, and I think that's right. I just I think I wouldn't put him on this list. Yeah, I didn't make that many All Star teams. Um, a lot of his cultural cachet comes from his college career, which was also uh, tragic. 
yeah, it was really Sad. cool, but yeah. And also just like, he's someone with a fair playoff reputation, I think. Yeah. I mean, those Kings teams did, you know, one of them did make the conference finals. Yeah, and you know what? Just, yeah. It should also be said. Uh-huh. They should not have lost that series. They, that is was, true. They were stolen from them. That is true. But uh, Chris Webber was not really the guy putting the team on his back either. That was Mike Bibby. So, yeah. I mean, look. He, so we think Mike Bibby should be on here. All we right. think Mike Bibby should be on here. Right. Uh, Manu, Manu Ginobili and Tony Parker. Let's just do these as a team. Um, yeah. This is a, the biggest gulf between this and the old list, I think. There, there's a lot of guys on the Cel- from the Celtics and Lakers 80s dynasties. Uh-huh. And, well, and the Knicks in the 70s, yeah. Yeah, and there's two guys from the Spurs. And right. one of them... Retired 11 years before their last title, the, the dynasty yeah, and ended. Yeah, also, and also, like, his second title on that team, like... He had been supplanted importance-wise. <laughs> yes, 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 definitely. Like, <laughs> like Robinson would have made this list if he never won a title. Yes, yes, I think that's, yeah, that's right. Uh, like, those teams won because of Duncan. But, um, uh, yeah, I, you know, I think it's hard to... Manu is a complex case for a few reasons. I Like, a, like a notably innovative player. Uh-huh. But also rode the bench a lot. And well, and and sort of like very consciously a team player. Yes. Didn't mind coming off the bench, passed the ball really well, really good defender, a lot of things that didn't obviously show up, and yet also did incredibly cool stuff with the ball. Yeah. And shooting wise, yeah. Uh, but but yeah, by 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 the old standards of this, he is a absolute shoe in. I think. And Tony uh, yeah. Parker. Tony Parker probably makes it again in the sort of like larger. If, 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 yeah, if Mikhail makes it, pool. if Mikhail right. makes it, Parker makes it. But yeah. Parker really did not make a lot of All Star games, and yeah, I don't know. He, I don't feel like he is as much of a snub as Monty was. Oh, really? I feel op- I feel the opposite. I think because but he, because he was also the engine for that team for a while. Oh, like, you you think you think Tony Parker has more of a case than Monty? Yeah, I think so. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, kind of, I kind of, I would be inclined to pick both. I think. Uh, yeah, I would be inclined to pick Parker, and I would pick Manu, but maybe as a sentimental gesture, if I'm being totally honest with myself, okay. just because he was so fucking cool. It was really cool. Also, I think, I think maybe that there, I think that maybe a few Europeans got snubbed. I Powell's the biggest one. Uh, what Euros do you think got snubbed? Well, I mostly Powell. I, I mean, it's just like Dirk and a few other guys, right? Nah, maybe I'm, maybe I might be talking out of my ass on this one. Um, I, th- I think, I do, th- I think Powell is a pretty fucking obvious snub. I will say that. I think so too. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think there was any mystery to how good Pau Gasol was. Yeah. Um, it is very weird that he's a little bit snubbed by All Star teams, and I think that's part of that is because. Uh, the West just has such a monster a group of power of forwards at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, mean, those are, those are, that's basically the best power forward crop that has ever existed or will ever exist. I mean, it's, 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 it's honestly just crazy. Levinsky, um, Duncan, uh, oh, Garnett. Gar- oh yeah. KG. Just a Weber. Like, like yeah. it's not that much of a knock to not, uh, make it in those situations. But, but, uh, but yeah, Powell's a, a profound snub. 
Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say one more. Uh huh. I mean, Marcus Hall was pretty fucking good. Yeah, but short career too. All right. He uh-huh. like it's weird. It's weird. It's it's like he is a he is an extremely unlikely star in part because I think he's like 24 when his NBA career starts because he's been playing in yes, yes. Barcelona or something. So yes. So there's this sense that he just is not he does not have that long a career basically. Yeah. The to- he doesn't have a lot of all stars and the totals aren't there. He was he's fucking, pretty good though. He, he is, was a he fucking is very good, good defender and like though. a cool ass player. Too. And those, and he was the best player on some really excellent Memphis teams. I agree. Yeah. But yeah, it's not quite. It. I, it's not. It's obviously not as flagrant as his as his brother snubbing. Yeah. yeah. His brother snubbing is that's that's just. Adria I, Adria also snubbed. <laughs> Wait, who's also snubbed? Adria. Adria. Their other brother. Oh, oh yes, yes. That the real snub in the uh, yeah. best brothers of all time list. Um, let's let's go through the ABA fast. Wait, are, are the Gasol best brothers of all time? Do we ever do we determine best those ABA ever? brothers of all time? They have yeah, probably right. Yeah. I mean, it, I don't even know who their competition is. Okay. The Persons, the Lopez's, the, the Curry's twins. Oh yeah, the Curry's. One guy's doing a lot of work in the, the Curry. The Curry's are higher than I would have thought, actually. Now that I, now that yeah, I'm yeah, I, it, Seth really. That, Seth that really just pulled that one out. Yeah. All right, so ABA snubs. We yeah, got. They, yeah, they just don't have ABA players on here. I mean, Artis Gilmore is the guy who should be on it, but yeah. uh, it feels kind of punitive. Like they're still mad at them for jumping leagues. Yeah. We will just acknowledge that uh, Zelmo Beatty was really good. Artis Gilmore was great, like just straight up great. Yeah, yeah. Ar- Ar- Artis Gilmore was an incredible player. Uh, Mel Daniels was pretty good. Connie Hawkins, like objectively, deserves to be on this, but. Uh, the NBA suspended him and like banned him for life for like no reason to the point where he got a massive financial settlement when he finally yeah. came to the league. So I Cody think Hawkins I think, is, I understand why he's not on the NBA 75 list, but he is definitely like, I would say Connie Hawkins is probably like a top 30 player of all time. Whoa. I mean, he was, he was just great. He just he was banned from the NBA. Didn't make a lot of all-star teams, but he was banned from the NBA. Yeah, he was banned, like literally banned from the NBA. So yeah. um, the okay. ABA, on a certain degree, was almost founded to give Connie Hawkins somewhere to work. <laughs> uh, and then Roger Brown, uh, just wanted to mention, legend, ABA legend, won I think three titles with Indiana. Also, I think he also was banned, maybe in the Pacers. Pacers legend, Roger Brown. Roger, Roger Brown. Bad, bad Roger Brown. Baddest boy in the whole damn town. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is in he is in the Hall of Fame. Was he? Yeah, he was banned from the. He never would have been banned from the NBA. Basically, he and Connie Hawkins. Someone introduced them to a gambler who did point shaving. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were never even accused of point shaving, but they were banned from the NBA for meeting a gambler in high school. So they they also he Roger Brown also got a financial settlement from the NBA. Uh, last sort of set here are current players who. Are borderlines, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, Butler and Lowry. All right, so we do need to acknowledge because it's Round Ball Rock, seven-time All-Star and future. Oh Hall yes, favorite, and, Joe oh yes, and also and also Joe Johnson. Uh, and unfortunately, his big three MVP does not count for this consideration. Set here. Butler, I'm gonna say. You know what? With, you know what? This is what I'm gonna say about Joe Johnson, real quick. Yeah. I don't think his career calls for it. Uh huh. But there's a different context for it. Would have. 
Wait, wait, what are you saying? I'm saying that Joe Johnson could have made the NBA 75 in like an alternate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think he's a, he's a very good player. Yeah. Or, never... Oh, Horford's probably somebody to mention in this. In this yeah, pile of guys, too. I, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just feel like he hasn't done that much. Um, he's, a fucking uh, guy. he's a fucking good player. The, title, the totals don't lie. And, he made, you know, he made a conference final or two, right? Uh, Yeah, probably one with the Hawks and one with the Celtics. Yeah. But uh, admit, admit, admittedly, you know, he just doesn't really inspire anybody. Butler and Lowry, though. Okay, so yeah, Al Horford. Do you think he's received an MVP vote in his career? I <laughs> know he probably hasn't. He has not. He has been third team All NBA once and second team All Defense once. Oh, fine, whatever. Okay, not Jimmy Butler. Horford. Butler has no chance because of this list's like anti-defense bias. Yeah. But I I feel like he's close. Yeah. But I, also I don't feel like he's necessarily acknowledged as as good a player as he is. That's true. Maybe. That's true. That's true. That's true. I might I, overrate him. It's uh, also possible. I don't think we do. And but and I think that Lowry is basically the same way. Like excellent defender. Great game manager, excellent player. Beyond that, Jimmy's been All NBA four times, always on the third team, and then on the All Defensive team, second team. God, five at least times. one or two of those, he should not have been on the third team, though, right? I kind of think so. I I don't want to look at him, but yeah. Do you mean he should have been better than that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. I think I think that's right. Yeah. And then Kyle Lowry. I'm willing to bet that Lowry doesn't have the All-NBAs that we would normally. He has a lot of All-Star berths, but I feel like there's maybe a discount because it was in that era of the Eastern Conference. You know, like, like I, I wonder what his, what the reputation of some of those guys is if they were, you know, playing in the West as, like, the seventh seed. But he has made a lot of All-Star teams. He did come in 10th in the MVP voting in 2016 which is the year he was third-team All-NBA. I mean, here's the other thing about it, is that I I think I don't – I would say I don't know if you would also say that I think that Lowry is the most notably underrated player in the last 10 years of the NBA. I think that I think that, I think that's a good – a fair argument, yeah. And that – but that sort of separating that from this sort of broader career is very difficult. I do think he's a Hall of Famer now. Yes, I agree. And Jimmy Butler is basically there now, but he's going to, they're both going to play a little longer, so that'll be good. I'm yeah. They're teammates now. Uh, last thing, Ray Allen makes it, Reggie Miller makes it, Clay Thompson does not make it. Uh, yeah, Thompson is basically Ray Allen and Reggie Miller. I mean, yeah, he, Ray Allen used to dunk more, but Clay is like a beefier Reggie. And, yes. You know. The, the surprising thing about Clay Thompson is that he became a good defensive player, mm-hmm. whereas the beginning of his career it was like, this def- this backcourt's defense is going to be a problem, and Steph Curry is not the main problem. <laughs> yeah. The, I, you know, the, those Warriors teams do only have one player on this list. Well, except, mean, for by, Durant, except for Durant. But. Right. But by the, by the previous standards, I mean, I think Clay and Draymond both, uh, yeah, Draymond is a very complicated one. He's a very complicated one because he's got, I think, only one defensive player of the year, 
yeah. it's sort of like probably should have acknowledged probably should. to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's up? Probably should have won another one, right? Yeah, but it's like I mean, it's it's sort of there's been a long stretch where it's kind of like everybody understands that the best defenders in the league are like healthy Kawhi, Draymond, Giannis, and Gobert, mm-hmm. uh, and then that's just kind of been the case for five or six years now. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's just hard to quantify. I just think he's um, prob- probably more of a, like, James Worthy level player. I mean, he absolutely does not have the stats, though. Ooh, he have yeah, stats. he doesn't have the stats, but I might even say he's a little better than James Worthy. I kind of feel like that, too. Like, he's he's more of a game changer. So, yeah. I mean, I get why they're not on the list, but I think, again, these are guys that would have made it if they were taking, like, 40 I, guys I, from this era instead. I, I kind of think Clay should should have just made it he's a, he's a little more questionable to me, but but i mean part of it is that he really has only played eight years that's true i mean i love him he's my favorite player so clay like, or draymond I, uh clay although i also draymond is like the most maybe not the most interesting player in the league but one of the more fascinating players whereas clay is uh well i i think that draymond pure. was the most interesting player in the league for quite a while and i think uh-huh. it's Jokic now Jokic is fascinating. I I would highly recommend uh, checking out the commercials for his Serbian energy bar. Okay. They they are immediately. They are super crazy and they feature uh, really low tech scenes where everyone has Jokic's head. Oh, tight. Can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. They're great. All right. I think we, I think we've closed this out. Corbin. uh, Do you have anybody you forgot? Anybody you forgot? I don't think so. I looked at this and I can't think of anyone else that was really a snub. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to acknowledge snubs from the, the only, the only people I feel like were snubbed for old teams are ABA guys. Uh, I can't think of anybody else though. Yeah. But then again, I like, you know, we didn't live through that era. Maybe there is a guy who maybe Adrian Dantley should have been on there. You know, Fuck, I don't know. Dan, you know, that motherfucker could score Michael Skywalker, Michael Thompson. Just, just too short a career, really. But otherwise, fuck. Who was the guy on the Hornets? Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson was so. Cool. You know what? Larry Johnson, not the worst case, made he, a final. It's a, it's a terrible case. Okay, never mind. He, he hurts his back doing some team promotional event in like his third season, and it all falls apart. Basically, he's cool as hell though. Made a finals, though. Really, really freaked people out who didn't realize he'd become a Muslim in 1999. <laughs> and uh, that, like, like was terrifying people in the corners out of just, like, Muslim panic in 1999. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh, plug things. Uh, I have a newsletter. It's called Caterpillar Steps. Caterpillar Steps. Uh, Turtle Pond Hangout is on hiatus. Are you still uh, subscribed to your... If you were if you were subscribed to your old Substack, yes, you are okay. still subscribed. You were grandfathered in. Great. Yes. You wrote about a broccoli sandwich you made, and also uh, the styles, nineties uh, nineties style, evocative nineties uh, styles. Of of uh, yeah, two thousand thirteen's Brian Wilson biopic, Love yeah. and Mercy. Yeah, a lot know. better than I thought it was going to be. Kuzak. Maybe maybe not as committed as you'd want, but yeah, maybe Kuzak. I don't know. I you know I, I couldn't. I I bought it. Dano though, very evocative. 
As for also, me, you know what? I also think I also think Elizabeth Banks really great in that movie. Yeah, she's good. She's just solid. As for me, you can check out my writing at Golden State of Mind. Follow me on Twitter at LL Cool. Oh, oh wait, nope. I'm sorry. You have to follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz. Sorry, oh, yes. why did I? How <laughs> could I possibly forget? Right. At Frankie Muniz. Oh, uh, where on? April 2nd, 2018, I tweeted, it took 32 and a half years, but I officially have my first cavity. Balls. You know what? That guy went a long time without a cavity. That's not that sad. Yeah, I mean, come on. on. Also, you know what's sad about that? That he was that devoted to brushing his teeth. I know. Okay, I'm going to read you another one. Oh, okay. March 3rd, 2011. One throw of a Frisbee, and my dog ended up with a knee replacement and a $2,700 vet bill. All right. At yeah, least American Idol is on. That one's sad. That one's <laughs> very sad. Oh, jeez. Uh, all right. Uh, trust the process. Am I supposed to say it? You also have to say it. Trust, trust the, the process. process. Shut it down. Uh, let's all debate the NBA 25th anniversary nominees. Six foot eight inches tall, could have dropped a few pounds. Tight handle, scores points, he can rebound. He was an alien beauty with big blue eyes. Could be a favorite if Kyle Singler's your guy. Ooh, or if Myers Leonard's your guy. He rose up the draft board in Indiana real quickly. Larry Bird imagining him in the jersey from Hickory. Doing our scouting in Ivy League schools. Working on, working on our white moves. Shooting big shots, wearing curry twos. Working on our white moves. In garbage time. In the suburban layup line. Luke is not athletic, no far from it. Good fundamentals, like he was coached by Pat Summit. Always throwing balls, passes with two hands. Delighting those Princeton fans. It's showboating, it makes me want to puke. Act like you've been there. And by there I mean Duke. Adam Moore's a man, he never got a fair shake. And neither did Steve Blake. Working on a not white moves. Like the M1 tour for new balance shoes. Working on a white moves. Mm-hmm. In garbage time. Ooh, that. Division 2, garbage time, garbage time. Thunder. Mitch McGarry, not on the thunder. 
I watched last night, they ain't beat the thunder. What Kyle got falls them, I wonder. Started picturing a roster from 1962. Ain't taking a charge, a white move. When you ain't fastened, George Carl is drinking booze. Set shot, that's a white move. I think Trump might win again. White moves. White moves. Mm-hmm. I remember those. The white moves. Oh, Kevin McHale's up and under. Oh, Chris Mullen cherry picking. Funny how I remember. Woohoo! I remember our Vitus Saponis. Oh, and Keith Van Hall. Oh, oh. Woohoo! We love to practice. And shuttle runs just for fun. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.